This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Wednesday, April 20th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Philadelphia residents are sorting through the confusion after a federal dr- judge struck down a national mask mandate covering airlines and other public transportation. The judge's ruling came on the same day Philadelphia reinstated its indoor mask mandate. The ruling appeared to be to uh, free operators to make their own decision about mask requirements with several major airlines, American, Delta, JetBlue, Southwest, and United, all announcing that they would drop the mandates. But when you step into Philadelphia International Airport, Masks are still required while inside the terminals. As far as enforcing the mask policy at the airport, that was the job of the TSA. But the TSA says it is no longer enforcing mask policies. So Philadelphia airport officials say they're using signage, overhead announcements, and asking their employees to remind people to put them on. Uh, They also say that if their employees need assistance, airport police are on duty in the terminals. However, maskless travelers on Tuesday said that nobody confronted them. To make matters even more confusing, masks are not required on SEPTA vehicles and in station uh, and concourses. But all SEPTA employees working inside SEPTA offices, districts, and shops within Philadelphia must continue to wear masks until further notice. Philadelphia officials released this statement following the federal judge's mask ruling. We are evaluating the implications of this latest ruling and will provide further clarity around masking on transit in Philadelphia when available. This ruling does not impact the city's mask mandate for certain indoor places. The Justice Department said Tuesday it will not appeal the federal district judge's ruling unless the Center's disease control and prevention believes the requirement is still necessary. The CDC continues to recommend that people wear masks in all indoor public transportation settings. The trial for Philadelphia Councilman Kenyatta Johnson and his wife ended in a mistrial after days of jury deliberation. In January, 46-year-old Johnson and his 40-year-old wife Dawn were indicted on fraud charges in what officials called a widespread corruption conspiracy. Federal uh, authorities accused Johnson, who had been a councilman since 2012, of engaging in official actions in exchange for payment. Uh, his wife is accused of entering into a scam, uh, consulting agree- uh, sorry, a sham consulting agreement with a nonprofit that was used to funnel payments to her husband, authorities say. They claimed that the six-year investigation that included over 150 interviews and two million documents turned up no evidence of wrongdoings. The four-week trial began on March 24th and prosecutors outlined their case against the councilman, including accusations that he took more than $66,000 in bribes disguised as fees, paid to his wife's consulting company. Businesses in New Jersey are preparing for the bag ban that's set to take place on May 4th. Most grocery stores in New Jersey will not be allowed to give out single-use plastic or paper bags. The rule affects grocery stores 2,500 square feet or larger. Customers can bring their own bags or purchase reusable bags. There are also some exceptions, including produce bags, which will still be allowed. Uh, Customers are encouraged to, uh, again, bring their own bags or or purchase the reusable bags. Um, Now, restaurants can still use paper bags for takeout, but no single-use plastic bags, and no polystyrene containers. Uh, it's weird that they're doing the, the paper bag thing because I, yeah, you, I you would figure that. that'd be okay. Like Acme, the Acme I go to has a, a bunch of the paper bags, yeah. you know, to, to use. Well, in New York, the paper bags you have to pay for. Yeah. Like it's like same, an extra, like, what, five or ten yeah. cents. Is that here, so, too? So at the self-checkout is where I usually do the self-checkout, mm-hmm. and it'll say how many bags did you okay, take. Okay, got it. So, you know, and, and add, it's, it's what, like... 
for two is it's like ten cents a piece or something. Yeah. Like so that. anything single yeah. use, even the paper bags, I was surprised to yeah, hear that. Yeah. Uh, environmental scientists at Stockton University say getting rid of long-lasting single-use plastic bags will benefit New Jersey's ecosystem and animals. Uh, but keep in mind there are many components uh, to the new law that differ for um, d- that are different in retail scenarios. So it be- it's it's based on what store you're shopping. And without at. paper bags, how are you going to cover your books? <laughs> right, <laughs> that was the best. That's I the remember, best, I, and I was always the worst at it. I always had my dad do it, uh, and then I was able to decorate it. I could never do it myself. Yeah, my mom was a champ, and I loved it because it was you know Preston. You were first thing you got to write is your favorite band. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah, God, God, draw yeah. pictures right all over it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever you want. All right, in sports this morning. Last night in Colorado, the Phillies lost to the Rockies four to three. What the f- is this? CJ Perron hit a go-ahead three-run home run in the seventh inning, and Colorado rallied from a four-three deficit. The series wraps up this afternoon, and Zach Eflin will get the start. The first pitch is scheduled for three ten. The Flyers lost to the Maple Leafs five-two last night what in Toronto. The f- is this? William Nylander scored his career-high thirty-second goal and of the season, and Jack Campbell made thirty-six saves in his thirtieth win of the year as the Leafs warm up for the playoffs. The Flyers' uh, trip through Canada continues tomorrow night with a game in Montreal. The puck is set to drop at seven o'clock, and with two, uh, two games to none lead in the series. The Sixers will play the Raptors in Game 3 in Toronto tonight. Tip-off north of the border will be at 8 o'clock. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. So we're making the midweek point, and we do that by, uh, well, one of the things we like to do is we add a secret text word to our list of prizes and things that we're giving away for today, and we have a chance for you to win MLB The Show 22 uh, which is awesome, and it's uh, it's for PlayStation, Xbox, and uh, for the first time, Nintendo Switch as well. Cool. So if you're interested in winning it, text the word SECRET to 39333, and we will send a word to you, and then we'll ask you to call in later with that word. We'll see if we can get a winner. We'll also grab a random texter, so why not go for it on top of that? A couple more things. We, of course, have the concert cash taking place, your chance to win 500 bucks. That's two times with us alone. And then five more times throughout the show. And that does come with MMRBQ tickets, which is rapidly approaching. Uh, we also have, uh, let's see, a couple of great guests on the show today. Excited about the fact anytime we get a chance to speak to Henry Winkler. He's awesome. It's a wonderful day. He so. did the Fonz the last time we talked to him. He did? Yeah. yeah. Library guy. <laughs> so we'll talk to Henry Winkler around 9 o'clock and another wonderful guest. And we've had her on many times. She's great. Jane Seymour will be joining us, and she's talking about her new mystery dramedy series called Harry Wild. This looks really good. It's on Acorn TV. Right. And she's also got a new pajama line of clothing, oh. too. <laughs> so jammies this morning. Jane Seymour and jammies is pretty good. I asked, I asked them, I said, uh, can we do a Zoom interview? And they were like, she's on the West Coast. Can we skip the Zoom? Right. Because <laughs> uh, this could be early for her. Yeah. yeah, no problem. I, so we'll talk to her, and we also have an announcement that we will get to. Actually, it's a two-parter, uh, and it says we're doing that at 9. I, that's just a kind of a... You could do it. I mean, honestly, you want to do it now, you can no, do it now. let's not do it now. Let's, uh, let's do it around Bizarre File Time. Right. That's kind of our announcement time. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so we will do that as we get closer to 8 o'clock this morning. But, uh, yeah, we got some good information to pass along to you. 
Uh, one of the announcements we made the other day was the fact that we have our Save the Date for the I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. Just want to make you aware of that. It's going to be Friday, June 24th. We're going to be at two locations, the Live Casino and Hotel in Philadelphia and the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center at Oaks. You can't make appointments yet. But we just want you to know about it because if you're a regular donor, your last chance to donate and then be eligible for our blood drive will be April 28th. So the event that we're doing is on June 24th. So just put that in your calendar and know that the last time you can donate and still be eligible for our blood drive will be April 28th. So another big announcement coming up. We'll take a break. Come back in a second. We'll get to the entertainment report. Should I give some away while we're taking a break? All right. I have tickets to see the next chapter. Chapter. Chapter in the Wizarding World Series, <laughs> Fantastic Beasts, Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore, which is now in theaters, plus two tickets to experience the original film that started it all as the Philadelphia Orchestra performs Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Ooh. Stone live in concert nice. while the full movie plays on the big screen. That'll be Saturday, July 23rd at The Man. If you didn't get all that, just call now and you win. We'll tell you what you got. <laughs> Caller number 11 will give it to you. 215-263-WMMR. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Did you know you could listen to all of WMMR's podcasts as well as our live stream on your Alexa-enabled device? It's easy. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Want to see something funny? Uh, Or maybe really messed up? Well, watch The Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. It's a sight to behold. Or something like that. From 93.3 WMMR. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Stupid question this morning. Pair of tickets, by the way, to join Brent Porsche as NASCAR returns to Dover Motor Speedway on May 1st. And we will pose this one to you. With what Russian spacecraft did the space shuttle Atlantis dock with in 1995? 215-263-WMMR. Call now if you know the answer. With what Russian spacecraft did the space shuttle Atlantis dock with in 1995? 95. We'll go through some birthdays while we await your phone call, and we'll begin with Carmen Electra celebrating her birthday on Wednesday, April 20th, a 420 birthday. I was just watching Carmen Electra in that um, horrible 300 parody movie that they did. Oh, yeah. Remember that thing? Yeah. Uh, I remember what it was called. called? Yeah. 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 Uh, (laughs) Pretty bad. She is 50 years old today, so. Still looks great. It's a it's a big birthday. She's for her. A, a prince protege, right? She was. Yeah. She he he found he had stumbled across her somewhere and tried to get a music career going yeah. with her. That didn't really work out. And then Baywatch happened for her, and she did a few movies and this and that. And yeah, so uh, she's uh, turning fifty today. Jessica Lang also has a birthday. She is seventy three years old. She's an Academy Award winning actress. She by is. The way. What did she win for? Was it Francis? That's a really good question. I don't know the answer to that, Steve. I just know it's part of her accolades. Yeah, I remember. I remember her from uh, King Kong. (laughs) That was the first time we saw her. Yep, she was the Fay Ray role, Uh, and uh, she was in Postman Always Rings Twice, which is a steamy movie. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I got your packages. She won twice. Uh, She won for Blue Sky, Best Actress in a Leading Role, which was I think that was that Tom Lee Jones movie that came out in '94. All right, and then she also won Best Actress. In a supporting role, Steve, in 1983 for Francis. Francis? Tootsie. 
Oh, oh Dusty. Dusty. That's right. Yes, that. oh. she was the uh, she was the object of Dustin Hoffman's desire, right? Yep. Yeah. And uh, movies like Cape Fear and Big Fish. Uh, she is seventy three. Oh, she's gorgeous in Big Fish. I know she's like a little older in that role, but yeah, yeah. she's still still a knockout. Ryan O'Neill has his birthday. Wow, Ryan O'Neill has made it to eighty one years old. That's a dude who's lived a hard life. My money would have been against that uh-huh. so many times. Mm-hmm. It's funny because, he, like in Love Story, he was the preppy. Sweater, you know, button-down sort of guy, but he's lived a completely antithetical life. Yep. Uh, so, 81 years old to, today for him. Uh, it's George Takei's birthday. Oh, hey. Mr. Hey. Sulu, Star Trek fame. That was one of the, my favorite interviews when he was in here with yeah. his uh, with his husband. Yeah. Uh, he's super nice guy and, you know, of course, the voice. Yeah. I mean, it's just he can't the hell is he? I get more that. rich than that. Uh, oh, the douchebag yeah, clip? Yes, yeah. if you have that. Starship. That'd be great. He is 85 years you old today. A douchebag. There he is. Uh, and still incredibly spry and funny as hell. So happy 85th birthday to George Takei. <laughs> there was, if you watch the documentary of those, uh, of those together touring because uh, Brad is his husband's name. So uh, they tour around and they do the thing. And I don't know, you know, I think we all do it at some point when you're with your, your your spouse or girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever. So Brad is driving. And as he's driving, Preston, he will do this with his mouth. He goes, like he opens up his mouth. And George's job is to take a Cheeto out of the bag. <laughs> oh, that he just makes that noise and he knows. <laughs> That's fantastic. It's it so is time to feed him. That's great. I love it. Uh, another interesting guy has a birthday today, Crispin Glover. Uh, Back to the Future, obviously. Uh, and uh, he was also, you know, he he's a strange guy. He sure mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Uh, there's that classic moment of him and Jay Leno, and uh, where he's uh, Letterman. karate kicks. Oh, it was Letterman. Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. Karate kicks and stuff. But uh, he's he's been in some good movies uh, outside of the Back to the Future realm. Uh, River's Edge, I yeah. thought was a great movie. He's excellent. And, he he was also I thought he was he didn't have he didn't say anything but in Charlie's Angels right. creepy thin man uh, and he also was Andy Warhol in the Doors movie that's yep. perfect casting yes uh, so he's fifty eight today uh, Don Mattingly uh, formerly of uh, the New York Yankees of course he is uh, sixty one years old uh, Joey Lawrence um, <gasps> Blossom and Give Me a Break we yep. were just talking about his his brother is separated now from Cheryl Burke right. Is that who that was? Yes, that was when we that brought was his up. Brother? We brought up Joey Lawrence. Yeah. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and think his brother so. is now separated from Cheryl Burke. Uh, Joey, How do we know this? Joey's forty-six today. Uh, it's Andy Circus's hmm. birthday as well. That What's guy is a is hey, a dude. super talented powerhouse yeah. man. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, Alfred, right? Alfred, yes, in, yeah, in, in the, the Batman. Batman. Mm-hmm. And but it, if you think about the way that he has been doing. The motion capture, he's revolutionized the way actors approach approach motion capture technology. Yeah, Gollum was obviously oh, a huge character for him. Uh, and, of course, he's in the Marvel Universe. He plays Claw yeah, in uh, yeah. Ultron and uh, in uh, Black Panther as well. Uh, so he's 58 today. Uh, Shamar Moore. Criminal Minds, one of the most good-looking guys in the world. That's your wife's crush, right? Oh, yeah, right? yeah. Michelle loves and him. Wait, and you would have to just sit there and watch. I'd, I'd, <laughs> I would be a, a, a cuck to the nth degree. I mean, what, what could you possibly nothing. say to just I have nothing to add to this. 
and I don't blame yeah. you. Do you would bang away. Shamor, do you want me to put your condom on? He, I, yeah. He is uh, 52 today. <laughs> this guy's freaking crazy. Let's go to the other end of things. Yeah. It's Clint Howard's birthday <laughs> today, too. How did one day develop two extremes like that? Uh, he is 63 years old today, but I love dearly Clint Howard. Yeah. I think he's, he's, he's great. Fantastic. We had him on. He was yeah. a great interview. Mm-hmm. I remember we did a video with Lauren Harris at the at the car show a couple years ago. And uh, so I was walking around with her. I was doing the bit with her. And uh, we'd go up to, like, uh, Bentley's. And I said, would you would you have sex with Clint Howard for this car? And that was the, the meter. And it was a cl- classic Clint Howard picture. But th- the guy was the cutest kid when he was... Gentle, on the show Gentle Ben. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, his his brother, obviously, Ron, has uh, had, had inserted him in, in almost every single movie he he uh, directed. But he's good. He's good. Like Apollo yeah. 13, he's really good. He's great in Apollo yeah. 13. He's great in uh, That Thing You Do and Cocoon. And... Little Nicky. Yeah. <laughs> forgot. He's so good. Uh, so 63 years old for Clint Howard today. And then last birthday, Australian supermodel Miranda Kerr mm-hmm. has her birthday, and she is 39. All right. Uh, we'll see oh, you. wait. Preston. Wait, yo, friend of the one. show. Yeah, I just saw this. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. It's Mike Portnoy's birthday. Oh. Mike Portnoy lives in the general vicinity, and uh, he turns 55 years old today. Uh, and he has uh, he's been by this program a few times. He's a good dude. He just simply uh, is opposed to the notion of the morning. Oh my god! No, it doesn't even exist. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the two times that we had him live uh, was you know for a charity event, right, right, and, uh, and also his son Max, uh, who is by the way a great freaking drummer. Yeah, uh, we were helping uh, you know get the word out about his band. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Mike's always been cool throughout the years. He's, yeah. he's an, an unbelievably incredible musician, and uh, and we wish him a very happy birthday today, Mr. Mike Portnoy. Tell him we said hi. Mm. All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. With what Russian spacecraft did the space shuttle Atlantis dock with in 1995? And we are going to go to Chris and see if we can get an answer. Yo, Chris, good morning. Yeah. Good morning, guys. All right, Chris, cool? what was it? Uh, the Russian space station, Mir. Mir. Yeah. Yeah. You got it, buddy. Hang on, Chris. Going to give you a pair of sweet tickets, and you will join Brent Porsche as NASCAR returns to Dover Motor Speedway. That's May 1st with the Duramax Driding 400. You can get tickets at doverspeedway.com. All right, we'll begin with uh, what took place yesterday. Johnny Depp testified in the defamation trial against his wife, Amber Heard. Depp took the stand in Fairfax, Virginia, and said that Heard's abuse allegations against him came as, quote, a complete shock. He said, never did I myself reach the point of striking Miss Heard in any way, nor have I ever struck any woman in my life. We have a clip? We do have that clip, yes. All right, let's play that, and then we have another one. Here we go. Never did I myself reach the point of um, striking Miss Heard in any way, nor have I ever struck... Uh, um, any woman um, in my life. Lies will get you nowhere, but um, lies build upon lies and build upon lies. It's too much to cover. I, I, I'm I, obsessed with the truth. Okay. It sounds like he's playing that Never Did I Ever game. Is it that he plays a kid? Yeah. Never did I ever fart in the hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Is that say it's it? Never did I ever. Yeah, yeah. Never did I ever. Never did I ever kiss an animal? And then if you don't, then you have to drink. 
Uh-huh. Uh, so he had a bottle of wine sitting there at the at the witness stand. Wouldn't that be a great way to interrogate? Uh, yeah. Like a def- for, yeah, 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 you ask yeah. a question. Never did I ever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then here's another clip uh, from him and his testimony. Here we go. Since I knew that there was no truth to it whatsoever, I felt it my responsibility to uh, to stand up not only for myself um, in that instance, but stand up for my children who at the time were. Uh, 14 and 16. I didn't deserve that, nor did my children, nor did the people who have believed in me for all these years. I I didn't want anybody, any of those people to believe that I had done them wrong or lied to them or that I was a fraud. Uh, When I hear that, I I sort of understand what he's saying because we keep, and I keep, Specifically asking, why do you keep dragging this back into court? Why you know, just let it go? But he feels that he, he does not want this legacy to, to yeah. go on mm-hmm. and affect people in his life. There was a point, I believe, Case, I don't know if you have the clip. The judge had a bowl of nuts in front of him oh, that, yeah, that he yeah, was yeah, eating yeah. out of. Oh, I got to find that real quick. And it really uh-huh. pissed Johnny off. Tremendously. Yeah, but, oh, yeah, you're not I supposed to be eating in the courtroom, are you? You not? should not eat in no. a courtroom. But that was also, yeah. it was a public bowl. What? Right there, yeah, yeah. and the yeah. judge, the judge was just kept. That's crazy. Yeah, okay. It's All interesting right. that he would let it get to him yeah. while he was on the stand, <laughs> really yeah. uh, giving sworn testimony. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, As a matter of fact, that? yeah, Marissa actually found it. Yeah. All right, here we go. For fifteen straight minutes, I've been watching you putting your big fat fingers into your disgusting mouth, which is filled with God knows what kind of bacteria and then you take the same big fat filthy fingers and you stuff them back into the bowl that is there for public consumption and what the f- Thinking, John. Well, I, I don't know how he would have the balls to say that to, say to, that the, to the judge. judge. I didn't know where you guys were going, and I'm like, <laughs> I know this isn't real. So what are they talking about? <laughs> and there it is. Yep, there it is. <laughs> By the way, he went on to say, "It's been six years of trying times. It's pretty strange when one day you're Cinderella, so to speak, and then point six seconds you're Quasimodo." I didn't deserve that, nor did my children, nor did the people that have believed in me for all these years. I didn't want any of those people to believe that I had done them wrong or lied to them or that I was a fraud. I pride myself on honesty, he said. Well, he actually did lose roles because of it. Yeah. 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 Um, the, the Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but though, um, we love Mads. Um, Nicholson, Nicholson, right, as well. Uh, let's just hope we get more audio out of this, uh, yes. out of this trial. So it's we'll really see riveting. Continues on. All right, I can't believe this. I didn't expect this, but yes, again, the Flash actor Ezra Miller was arrested in Hawaii for the second time on Tuesday, yesterday, uh, and apparently, allegedly, threw a chair that hit a woman in the forehead. Oh, and is facing uh, second-degree assault charges. There's clearly massive issue. I don't know if there's... Uh, got to be substance if issues. Substance or bipolar. Or yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing that that, um, be- that Ezra's a drinker. But I, I don't, you know, I, I don't know. Because this, these all seem to be happening late at night, 2.30, mm-hmm. Outside of a bar, in yeah. a bar, trying to get into some karaoke bar. Apparently. Yeah. He loves karaoke. Yeah. 
right, Somebody so needs to step in. The, the police report states that Miller was at a private residence in Lower uh, Puna and allegedly became angry after being asked to leave. The 26-year-old woman refused treatment from the injury. Miller was reportedly arrested at a traffic stop around 1.30 a.m. and was released from jail at approximately 4 a.m. And, of course, in late March, Miller was arrested in Hawaii for disorderly conduct after they allegedly grabbed the microphone from a woman, like Steve said, singing at a karaoke bar and lunged at a man playing darts. Uh, the Hawaii Police Department said Miller has been the subject of 10 calls in less than a month. Get it together, man. Get yeah, because together. he's got a huge franchise he's yep. sitting on. It, yes. The word of mouth is really good on it. I like him. He's very likable. I like the character. Yeah. I, I like what, what as an actor what he's done, and, and uh, I'm going to be selfish. Clean it up because we want yeah. more of that from yeah. you. Yeah. All right. You jerk. How about this? California Highway Patrol recently cited Britney Spears after authorities said they saw her driving an un, at an unsafe speed uh, for prevailing conditions, they said. Uh, the pop star was pulled over on March 10th. The records do not detail where she was driving, the conditions, or at what speed. Uh, but the citation comes on the heels of her celebrating being able to drive on her own once again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, come sen- back to driving. A since deleted post earlier this month, Spears wrote that her conservatorship had made her feel like a hopeless old woman and noted that she wasn't allowed to drive alone, uh, allowed to drive alone for 13 years. Uh, she's scheduled to appear in court for the traffic citation on May 3rd. Her lawyer did not immediately respond uh, to her request for comment. I don't think it's a big deal. No, it's a pretty comprehensive uh, conservatorship, though, when you're not allowed to drive by yourself for 13 years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the May 2022 issue of Elle magazine, Rachel Zegler uh, said being asked about her co-star Ansel Elgort's sexual assault allegations was a real gut punch when she was out promoting West Side Story. Uh, Zegler and Elgort play the leads in the musical, which finished filming in 2019. In 2020, Elgort was accused of sexually assaulting a 17-year-old girl in 2014 when he was 20 years old. Uh, Elgort released a statement denying the claims. Zegler told the magazine, I was sitting there having just turned 19 on the principle of what was promised to be the biggest moment of my life and was being held accountable by the public for accusations that not only had nothing to do with me, but were made by about a situation uh, that was said to have occurred five years prior when I had uh, met and worked with this person. So she has this opportunity to promote this yeah. life-changing movie in yeah. her career, and they keep asking her about what he did. He's denied it. There have there been no charges brought against him. Right. Um, and I don't think anything has come of it, but it happened right at the time the movie was being promoted. I've now moved from I really like the movie to I kind of love it. Oh, good. And, and, um, I still haven't seen it. You know, and I love the original, but I love what they did with this. And to be honest, this part of the story is, to me, the least engaging. It's all the peripheral stuff going on that I find. You mean the love story is, yeah, with, is with not Tony, as yeah, interesting? Yeah, yes. Okay. Uh, she said there is inherent discomfort that comes with the realization that there are tons of people who think that you have to answer for the actions of an adult male who can speak for himself. Uh, it's so wildly disappointing at every turn, no matter how you slice it. Page Six reports that Ewan McGregor will marry his Fargo co-star, Mary Elizabeth Winston, ah. in Los Angeles on Friday. Uh, the soon-to-be newlyweds met in late 2016 on the set of the FX TV show where they played a couple. Source told the outlet they are more in love than ever. We love you. And yeah. having their first child together last year just strengthened their bonds. So, and I assume that he's... the. 
the daughters patched up things. They, they, I think they're probably on better footing now because yeah. there was an issue. Yeah, uh, she was, she was more mad at Ewan McGregor for what she believed was abandoning her mother, her biological mother. By the way, Winstead and her husband of seven years, Riley Stearns, announced that they were divorcing in April 2017 after the third season of Fargo premiered. McGregor and Winstead were spotted canoodling in London canoodling. later that year. Following uh, this, it was reported that McGregor had separated from his wife for more than 20 years, Eva Mavrakis, or Eve Mavrakis, and the pair finalized their divorce in August 2020. McGregor and Winstead bought a home together. <laughs> In the Topanga Canyon area of L.A. in 2019, they welcomed their first child, Laurie, in June of 2020. They, get, they make a nice couple. They do, and they get very amorous in public. They said that, that during the canoodling, he was two knuckles deep, President. Knuckles. <laughs> can't do that in public. You can't. <laughs> Former L.A. Lakers general manager Jerry West has demanded an apology and a retraction over his portrayal in HBO's drama series <laughs> Winning Time. I saw this. ESPN reported that in a letter sent yesterday evening to HBO and producer Adam McKay, West's legal team called the portrayal of West a, quote, baseless and malicious assault on his character. I haven't seen. It also charges that Winning Time, quote, falsely and cruelly portrays Mr. West as an out-of-control, intoxicated rageaholic and says it's a travesty that HBO has knowingly demanded him uh, or demeaned him for shock value and the pursuit of ratings. Now, the series is a dramatization based on Jeff Perlman's book, Showtime, Magic, Kareem, Riley, and the Los Angeles Lakers Dynasty of the 1980s. Right, and so that's where I'm a little confused because this book has been out for a while and, and Jerry was sort of um, described that way in the book, right? right. So this description of him is not new, but the number of people that came to Jerry West's defense uh, for this portrayal include like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and a lot of people that, that you would believe. So, so I watched the first episode. Does it get progressively... Yeah, he's got... In, uh, in in the show, in yeah. the show, he's got drinking problems, rage right. problems. He, you know, he breaks the golf clubs. He's he's right. thrown trophies through the window. He's drinking and abusive. And um, you make a good point, though. This this has been on the table for a while, right? And so I'm curious. I mean, maybe it's just because it's become popular and and on HBO that he felt like he needed to uh, file the suit now. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But I don't think I'm I'm totally biased. Of course, I don't think Adam McKay is going to portray the guy uh, in a way that wouldn't be accurate because I think Adam McKay really strives to portray things as accurately as he possibly can. So if if or at this, least accurate to the book, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if there are these, you would think that Adam McKay would be, would provide some balance to and, the, the character. And I think, in general, he's a fan of all of this. He's a huge fan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he loves the Lakers. He loves the NBA. He loves basketball. So it, it's an interesting um, counter punch to to this portrayal. That uh, it's Jason Clark, I think, plays yeah. him in the in the uh, uh, the miniseries. What did, did Brittany say anything about this or? Brittany? Yeah. No, not that I know of. She'll weigh in later on. Uh, listen, you thought we were going to get out of this without mention of the Kardashians, but we're not. Page Six reports that Black China's mom, Tokyo Tony. Tokyo Tony, come on! Went live on Instagram Monday to make fun of the Kardashian-Jenner family after seeing them in court. Tony said the women look scary in real life. And that, quote, Chloe was shaking her effing head off everything every juror said. Tony said, you all right, bitch? Did you have some Xanax or something before you got there, bitch? Did Tokyo Tony say that in court? No, no, she said this on 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 Instagram. Instagram. Okay. Yeah, said, you have some Xanax or something before you got there, bitch? You can't say that in the courtroom. No. I mean, you're barely going to let them eat peanuts in the courtroom. (laughs) Exactly. Have we learned nothing about what you do and don't do in the court? But um, did you see the other thing that came out of all this, Preston? 
Uh, well, there's a couple other things. Okay, go ahead. But uh, she, she went on to make fun of uh, Chris Jenner as well, saying that she was old and decrepit. Uh, comparing her to, her to, quote, the little man on the tricycle from the movie Saw. <laughs> what? Okay. what? Her right? husband is Panama Pete, right? I think so. Yeah, what is yeah. he? Panama think? Jack. Oh, Panama, Panama Jack. Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what was the other thing that came out? Uh, that uh, the court artists, because they're not allowing cameras in the courtroom, apparently Kylie Jenner <laughs> is, is being drawn... Um, horribly oh, by really? a lot of the artists who can't seem to quite capture what's going on with that face. Mm, no, I've, I'll have yeah, to yeah. see those uh, renditions. Yeah. Um, uh, e! News reporting that uh, Zanning is still going strong. Okay. That's Channing Tatum and Zoe Kravitz. Oh, I want to murder Zanning. I'm happy for them, though. I love her, and I, I he's a, you know, we're a fan. Yeah, well, he's they great. Joey instead, or, yeah. you know? Joey? Yeah. Yeah, Joey could work. Uh, they were seen holding hands on Sunday in London where Tatum is filming the third installment of Magic Mike. An eyewitness told the publication that they were enjoying each other's company and described them as happy-go-lucky. If you do end up seeing the Batman, you're going to love her as Selena Kyle. She does a great job. Okay, and I will plan on seeing that. Uh, according to page six, model and influencer Sarah Talabi confirmed that she was the woman seen next to Timothy Chalamet in some Coachella photos Ooh. currently making the rounds. <laughs> now, when asked about the rumors that the pair were kissing, Talabi had the perfect response. She said, everyone is asking me if I was kissing Timothy Chalamet at Coachella, and that is a good question. But a great question would be asking our world leaders why the Earth is now losing <laughs> trillion tons of ice each year due to global warming. Right. She did the, hey, look over there thing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And why climate crisis reform has been completely ineffective. She said, I encourage you to contact your local representatives. Oh, and she's ask so them deep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And what are our local representatives going to do about that? I don't they, know. They were at Coachella. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, they were there. Yeah. Yeah, they know what was going on. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Oh, people reports that Red Table Talk will return uh, today. For its fifth season, hosted by, of course, Jada Pinkett Smith, Willow Smith, and Adrienne Banfield Norris. Uh, the show's new season will feature Janelle Monet, Kim Bassinger, uh, Ireland Baldwin, the mother of Miss USA, uh, Chelsea or Chesley Christ, and more. The promotional trailer for the new season makes no mention of Will Smith slapping. Chris Rock. Slappy, wappy. I'll yeah. tell you this. Uh, how can she slap? Uh, yeah. yeah, how can she slap? Oh, slap it, Okay, uh, a number of these episodes were shot well in advance of the Oscars. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I can see that. Maybe that super special episode, that powerful episode of Table Talk, Red Table Talk. Down the road. Is still coming. We'll see. Uh, ben Affleck and Matt Damon will be together again in a Nike drama directed by Affleck for Amazon. It's about shoes. Uh, Damon will play former Nike executive Sonny Vaccaro, who helped the company secure a shoe deal with Michael Jordan in the 1980s, and Affleck will play Nike co-founder Phil Knight. Mm. So, I mean, it's a you know it's a gigantic corporation. Yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. sure there's a an interesting story behind it. Uh, and we will uh, the last story I'll get to you. This is unfortunate. No, local news. Sid Mark, yeah, radio DJ, uh, entertained generations of listeners here in Philadelphia and across the United States, playing the music of Frank Sinatra for more than sixty-five years, has passed away. So sad to see this. WPHTAM uh, apparently made the uh, the released the information, uh, and they had carried uh, Mr. Mark's Sunday with Sinatra program. A uh, cause of death was not given at this point. 
In addition, with Sundays with Sinatra, he also had a long-running show called Fridays with Frank and an Ashley syndicated program, Sounds of Sinatra. All three were focused almost exclusively on the Hoboken, New Jersey-born saloon singer and master of the great American songbook whose music Mr. Mark never tired of and with whom Mr. Mark had a decades-long spanning friendship until Sinatra's death in 1998. It's just, you know, one of these legendary guys and, and, you know... Many markets have this person who holds carries a torch for whether it be Sinatra or swing music or, or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, yeah, he was just very smooth, you know. Uh, he was born Sidney Mark Flegelman in Camden and graduated from Woodrow Wilson High School before serving in the U.S. Army. Uh, from 1935 to 1955, he was signed to Camp Polk in Louisiana where he later said he witnessed racism and experienced anti-Semitism. Uh, he was also struck by what he called the horrendous heat there. He said there was an old slogan, write to the boys in Korea and pity the boys at Camp Polk. Uh, he was working as a jazz DJ on the graveyard shift of WHATFM in 1956 when a co-worker didn't show up and he decided to play an hour of Sinatra. And that started a tradition that would last six and a half decades God. as he moved to several different radio stations. But it was just by kind of happenstance that he did it. And uh, he was like, I'm, I'm going to stick with this. Nick, you met him? I did, yeah. I mean, he's one of Pierre's heroes, um, yeah. especially here in Philadelphia. And uh, so Pierre uh, looks up immensely, looked up immensely to Sid Mark, also Jerry Blavitt, of course. Um, but Sid was just one of the classiest people I've ever met in my life. He's certainly one of the classiest people to ever work in radio. Uh, it could not have been a nicer guy. He asked me why I was interested in radio. Uh, and he was this legend in Philly radio. And he said, oh, so tell me why you got started in the first place. He was curious about the people who were around him. And um, I'm uh, sad for Pierre because Pierre loved this man. Yep. And it's going to be, uh, you know, they broke the mold when they made Sid Mark. He's going uh, to be missed. Uh, so RIP to the legend. Any uh, in, uh, word on the intentions of the station? Where they, I assume they have a ton of these recorded, right? Nothing that I read. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, well, you know what? Actually, yeah, there is um, uh, his son, Brian, said that he planned to do new intros and wraparound segments to previous taped Sunday with Sinatra and nationally syndicated Sounds of Sinatra shows right. will be included uh, with that will include archive material, rarely aired interviews as well uh, between uh, Sid Mark and, and uh, Sinatra. By the way, Sounds of Sinatra was first syndicated nationally in 1979. And Mr. Mark was on WWDBFM until 1998 when the station switched to a rock format and canceled the show. Uh, the Philadelphia Daily News started a petition drive to get him on the air, and he moved to WPHT, where he would remain. So, yeah. Uh, aside from his son, Brian, he's survived by his wife, Judy Mark, uh, his daughter, Stacy Mark, and his sons, Andy and Eric uh, Flagelman. No funeral or memorial services are currently planned, but obviously if something comes up, we will find out. And Pierre is, is quoted in this article uh, as well. Uh, because he was such a fan of Sid Mark. So, sad news to report there. All right, we do have some clips to play, and we're going to wrap the segment with that. After finding out that her husband had an affair that involved assault, Sophie Whitehouse must deal with the public fallout while trying to salvage her marriage in Anatomy of a Scandal. And here's Sienna Miller who plays White House, talks about where the show fits in today's world. I think the series deals with some really intense subject matter and some really current issues that the world is finally thinking about in terms of consent and what is consent 
and holding people in privileged positions accountable for their behavior. Um, what does that entitlement look like? I think that the show is made in a really clever way. It doesn't spoon feed any answers. It, I think people might finish it and have different opinions about what actually happened. Hey, what happened? Anatomy of a Scandal is streaming now, and you can catch that on Netflix. Next clip. In The Bad Guys, a notorious all-animal gang of thieves must pretend to turn over a new leaf after going to prison. However, the public isn't fooled. And in this clip, Mark Maron, who voices Mr. Snake, talks about his relationship with fans. You know, my fans, like, kind of know me better than I think most fans. Like, I'm, I'm still a guy that is surprised. Uh, I can still kind of shop and do things in the world without being mobbed. But my fans know me really well. So they get they, they get visibly shaken, and you just have to be gracious about it. But because they know so much about me, you know, I could I could do a movie like this, and my fans would still come up to me and go, like, did you get that thing at your house fixed, the toilet problem? <laughs> uh, the Bad Guys premieres in theaters on April 22nd before coming to Peacock and eventually to Netflix. Mm. I think we're going to get uh, Mark in studio again next month. He Love has it. a show at the Keswick, I believe. Cool. So, yeah, looking forward to having him back in town. Always. All right, that's it. Uh, the entertainment report for you, Fran. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. We do have some guests on the program. Henry Winkler will be joining us. The great Jane Seymour will be on the program. Of course, have concert cash. We also have an announcement that we think you're really going to like. It's coming up around the Bizarre File time, so closer to 8 o'clock, roughly an hour from now, when we get that concert cash information as well. Stay with us. We'll be back in a few. i got to get my beard done like the great Pierre. <laughs> the Metal God meets the good citizen on WMMR.com. See Pierre Robert's conversation with Rob Halford of Judas Priest. Plus photos from their show from the Met Philadelphia. Click Studio Z. So as you're driving and traversing that traffic, you may see somebody pulled over on the side <laughs> of the road. You never know. It happens. Uh, I saw somebody pulled over yesterday. Didn't know what for, but Kathy might know what for. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. So I I was driving uh, yesterday, and I told you guys, I think that I did something that got somebody else pulled over. Although mm. there was, I had no other choice. So it was a tractor trailer. I felt so bad, too. Like when I was driving by, I kind of looked at the driver like... Sorry if that was my fault. Um, so I was on the... Did you do the horn thing, too? <laughs> no, I didn't do that. No, he was probably like, damn it, like, I'm getting yeah. pulled over. So I was on the Schuylkill Expressway, uh, merging onto the Blue Route, right? And you know that merge there. There's people coming. It's horrible. Yeah, it's... and Every which way. Right, exactly. Which way are you going on the Blue Route and which I, way to the... I was coming from work, so I was, so I was going okay. from... Okay. Um, yep. Southbound Blue Route to... Uh, Eastbound. No, 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 no. I was, I was getting off of the Schuylkill Expressway. I was going home, so oh, getting you're going off home. the I'm Schuylkill sorry. Expressway all right. All right, so and getting north on the blue westbound route. to north. Okay, right. Yeah. Um, so I, so we yeah. were merging on, and and he, uh, he was in front of me. I, I was behind him, and and I think you guys have said this before. I, I, I don't think this, but I, I think a lot of people say that I drive a little too close to the car in front of me. So I think I was probably a little too close. You tailgate is the technical. To the, to the, I've to seen the, her do it. Yeah, right. Yeah. You've and I and you've said that to me before, and mm-hmm. a couple other people have said it to me too. And and I am just like, well, that's you know, it's how I drive. I didn't realize I was driving so close. So anyway, um, I hate slamming on my brakes. It, it sends everything flying in the car. It's not safe. <laughs> it messes up your car. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! You had things flying around in the car. I thought your car was meticulous. Well, like coming home from work, no, I have like my my bag, bag, my purse, yeah. my you know, like on yeah. my front seat, whatever. Um, and I just don't like it because then the car is behind me; they got to slam on the brakes yeah. anyway. So we're we're at this <clears throat> you know confusing merge, and he the the truck hit his brakes. Oh. He slowed down, um, and so I didn't want to slam on my brakes. So I I 
you know, hit them hard enough to to obviously slow myself down. And as I was getting closer and closer to the truck, I was like, I'm not going to make it. I need to slam on my brakes. So then I slammed on my brakes. And then, of course, it was a chain reaction behind me as well. So he had to hit, hit his brakes. What I found out later after I passed him was that there was a cop at, you know, they, they have those spots where they sit right there. Yeah, on right, Blue Ridge. right, right. And so I, I think he saw the cop and he hit his brakes. And I don't know why, because we weren't speeding. We were merging. So he wasn't going that fast, but he tapped his brakes hard enough that made me slam on my brakes and then the chain reaction behind me. And then I see the cop pull out and I'm like, oh, no. And I thought he was going to pull me over because I thought I was going, you know, I, I shouldn't have been tailgating. I shouldn't have been, you know, up on him as close as I was. And uh, no, he went past me and he he pulled behind the truck and pulled the tractor trailer over. And, and I kind of uh, felt bad because I thought had I oh, not... Oh, it was a tractor trailer. It was a tractor trailer. So oh, you, you okay. not started the obvious chain like, reaction. Had I not been driving so close to him and like had to slam on my brakes like that, maybe he wouldn't have gotten pulled over. So was uh, he... I, I don't know that uh, that doesn't sound like something they would pull over. Well, that's so I was having this for. conversation. I was having this conversation with somebody. They're like, no, maybe he was missing a flap on the tire or this or that. Yeah. And I'm like, there would. What other? I, I don't know any other reason. The guy didn't do anything wrong other than he stopped short because he saw the cop. Well, so were you? Would you say at the time that this happened, were you traveling dramatically in excess of the speed limit? No, because we had just merged. Okay, we so were, so it slowed so down. They, right. So the, the, I to, there's a point. I don't think. Well, maybe, maybe there's maybe there's a speed limit on that off ramp that the sign that you've never really noticed maybe. before. And maybe, uh, by the way, I know this is a shock to you. What? But uh, a few people on the text messages are saying, don't tailgate. Right, right. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Slam your brakes. That's not true either. But that's what I said. It was my fault. I was driving a little too close to him, and had I not been, I wouldn't have had to slam on my brakes. Yeah, I I mean, just generally speaking, um, you can slam on your brakes and not be a tailgater, like... Do you, you know what I mean? No, like, no, no, but, yeah, yeah. but they're saying in this, in this instance, case, yeah. he he, he yeah. had to hit. That's why you're not supposed to tail. Yeah. Right. Is because the car in front of you, someone for whatever reason that you can't see, they might have to brake rapidly. <clears throat> and if you're right on their ass. No, I know. I don't think exactly then, right. then you got a problem. What's that? I said, I don't know why I'm defending Kathy Listen, here. And, and it's interesting, <laughs> Kathy, because my sister drives like you do. And, and uh, as far as driving close and she is not doing it. To push the person no, in front no, of her to go faster. Either. She just drives that close. Mm-hmm. Drives me insane. I hate I'm it. like, I there's even... no point for you to be doing this. And I, didn't, I don't even realize that I'm doing it. Like, Doesn't to me, your I, that's proximity how I dri- alert go off on the car? No, I, listen, I am not on somebody's bumper. That's why I found it odd when Preston had said that to me. Like, I didn't even realize that I was driving close. I didn't think I was driving you close. You don't get like a red, so do you have a hesitation? Steve, slide? I'm not driving that close. That's okay. what I'm saying. I'm right. not that close so then, to the car. I'm not I'm not tailing right. them where if they step on the brakes, I'm going to crash into them. I had enough time to stop, you know, with this truck, but I, you know, I had to, I did have to pump the brakes. Okay, so let me ask you, and the old, <laughs> the old formula is... Uh, one car length for every ten miles of speed you're traveling. Right, right. So, were you? Would you? If you're, would you say you were following that? No, because okay. Okay. because if I put my, um, I have my the cruise control. If I put cruise control on when I'm on the highway, right. I'm like this thing keeps me so far away from the <laughs> yeah. car in front of me. You don't like <laughs> it. So no, I was not. I certainly wasn't. I don't doing know if that. it's a vision thing or not. Because uh, I dated a girl in college who did the same thing, and she. 
you know, didn't have great vision. Uh, and and at that time, I had 20-20, and now I know, you know, the difference between... I don't know. I also hug the um, right side. So if, I, if I'm in the left lane, I hug that um, right lane line. And same if I'm in the, the right lane. So if you're in the I fast lane, hug, I hug the shoulder. You're hugging the mm. middle. Yeah. You know, that, see that? People, I don't I, like that either. Yeah. yeah. I get people who honk at me, and I know yeah. exactly why. And I'm like, oh, sorry. Jeez. Oh, um, right, quick question, Casey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have lane assist? <laughs> yeah. Okay, and I, I don't go over, but okay. I, but I know that in the lane, in both lanes, no matter where right. I'm traveling, I'm over to the right as right. far as I can go. Uh, I have never gotten somebody pulled over, but I have definitely caused somebody to get into a car accident, Ooh. and that and not necessarily my fault, but I saw it happen where somebody was trying to merge onto 320. There's this weird intersection of 320 and, and Route One, and you rolled out a speed strip, and I rolled out a speed strip. <laughs> no, I mean, listen, essentially, you know, this person was. Was, was was trying to merge right. onto 320. They did not have the right of way. I did have the right of way. I didn't back down. And then that person ended up, they had to slam on their brakes, which again, wasn't my fault. But then they ended up getting rear-ended and I watched the whole thing happen. And so... Essentially, it was my fault, but it was really their own fault. Right. You know what I mean? Kathy, and also people are texting in about this, specifically about uh, tractor trailers and why you shouldn't be as yeah. close to them because they have no rear view mirror. They mm-hmm. only have side view right, mirrors. Right. And if you can't see their mirror, they cannot see you. And yeah, that's yeah. always... So if, you, if you're back a little bit, it, just make sure that you can see their mirrors because otherwise... They might slam on the brakes or they might make some kind of move that you're not aware of and, and it could be really dangerous. A lot yeah. of trucks will have that, that, what he just said, posted on the back. Remember, if you can't yeah, see, yeah, they yeah. can't see you. I yeah. just felt bad because I really think there was he, the guy didn't do anything else. Like, there, <laughs> what else? Unless he did something back on the Schuylkill Expressway and another cop saw him and called to this cop, but like, the, he, we had mm. just passed him. Do you think tailgating is the, your worst quality as a driver? I don't have any real bad qualities, but... Um, <laughs> As a driver, uh, as a driver, um, I guess I don't even know. I don't. Are even you a lead foot? A bad thing. I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah, she right. drives fast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. I've been behind. <laughs> she drives yeah. fast. She hugs the center. <laughs> yeah. Tailgates. Tailgates. I ask because I have a lead foot, and and I've tried to uh, remove some of the lead from my foot over the last few years. I, Steve, I, I've taken some of your lessons, and like. Because I know you, yeah. we've all had road rage issues. Oh, yes. You've talked about some of your legendary ones in the past. Yes. And I try to compartmentalize it. And I think yep. I've gotten better over the last uh, six or seven years or whatever. And I've deliberately started to slow down. Um, but I still, I know it's in, in uh, so I think my worst quality as a driver is I drive too fast. Yeah. Okay. I had you, I remember driving, we were on our way to a gig and you came blowing by me in your Mini Cooper. I remember this. Yeah. And, and honestly, that like, <laughs> That was one of the issues where I was like, you know what? Casey's right. Yeah. I need to slow the F down. And so I've tried to be more cognizant of it. I I hate tailgaters, Kathy. I, I can't stand tailgaters. <laughs> and if you ever tailgated me, I'd find myself but getting I, tense and angry. I think it's uh, it might be a misrepresentation of using the word tailgate because what you're it's thinking not. is but what you're thinking is if you step on your brakes, like this person's going to hit you. That's how close they are. I'm yeah. not that close. So let, the, stop and think just I've a quick in the thing. Car with you. So do you think you think <laughs> I drive close then to yes. the? Oh, okay. Yeah. All when right, when you right. drive me to work in the morning, there are there are moments where I'm like. I'm a little nervous. Oh, all right. Okay. So, uh, Preston, you she's know just this. pissed because she's got to drive you into work <laughs> on the morning. And she's driving angry at that point. Don't drive angry. I think a lot of people don't realize how little time they'll have to react. Oh, yeah. So they say, I have more than enough space between me and the car in front of me. How little right. time you'll have to react if something goes down. So you think, okay, this is a nice buffer. It seldom is. So on my car, there's, uh, you know, the heads-up display pops up, and there'll be a red notification that'll just say, 
you have yeah, you now should. entered the realm of of close proximity You're in the red zone. I tried. I, I really am pretty good at staying out of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's something my, like my brakes pump. Like yes. if I get yeah. too close, oh, yeah. my if right. my car will actually slow itself down. Right, mm-hmm. and you ignore it. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. I'm not. <laughs> you hit that, the nitro. I'm not that uh. close to them that that's happening. Right. Uh, let me go. Hang on. I got Barbara on the line uh, who has cautionary tale. Hey, Barbara. Good morning. Uh, good morning. Hey, what's up, Barbara? I was driving. This was a few years ago, and I had gotten sued because of it. I was actually listening to you guys <laughs> oh. in the early days, fault. and I laughed so hard that. I hit the gentleman in front of me, then that he proceeded to hit the woman in front of him. There was, like, literally no damage at all. and But yet I was sued for $10,000 from the woman because, quote, I exasperated her bad back. Okay. And when we went to, uh, for the depositions, mm-hmm. she tried to claim hiring a housekeeper because her family wouldn't help her. Well, right. is this about your traffic problem or these legal issues that came afterwards? <laughs> She's are looking you, for a lawyer. Yeah. Are, are you are, are you a tailgater, Barbara? I I literally was, and I stopped doing it a while ago. I almost you were saying about the um, about the the driver assist. Yes. Right. When we had those torrential rains about three weeks ago, mm-hmm. I was I work I live in Northeast Philadelphia and I drive to East Norton every day. It takes me about an hour and twenty minutes to get there. And I was I hydroplaned because I must have hit a puddle and I was flying. Mm-hmm. And the thing said break, 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 break. Yeah. And I think I came literally within Less than like maybe eight inches of totaling my RAV. There but, you go. Okay. You got to be but, careful, oh, yeah. Barbara. Yeah, yeah, I'm driving now. There's like 12 feet between me and the car. All right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Keep it that way. Thank yeah, you, stay safe. You know, something that my mom told me that I do try to do is, um, especially if you're in traffic, but if you're supposed to be somewhere and you're looking at the clock and it's just not going to happen, like you just have to accept it. You can't turn yourself then over. Oh, drive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You have to turn. For real. And, and I've done that. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to be late. Like, yeah. it is what it is. Just take a breath and you'll get there when you get there. The amount of time that you will probably save by really pushing it hard is nominal. Yeah, like it's negligible. A minute, <laughs> yeah. two minutes, something like that. It's really not worth it. Before we go on real quick, because she said she she got in that accident while listening to our show. Right. What did we used to call it when people... Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Jerkman's Comp. Yeah. Jerkman's Comp. Yep. Yeah. That's right. And we would give out a t-shirt or something like that. I like that. that. We'll bring got, it back. If you got injured or in an accident while Jerkman's listening to our Comp. show, we'll work on that. We need we need an official shirt or something for that. With, with, so, yeah, the, 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 whole, the whole notion of... Um, Again, perception of of your speed as of, as far as being able to control the vehicle and slow down. You're talking in a, in a rainy water condition, like Barbara was saying, and hydroplaning. You know, you've got to, you've got to then take that and double it back. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen it get. You know, I see it get away from people a lot because I take it every day. Lincoln Drive. Lincoln oh Drive. God, this. All the swervy <laughs> stuff. People don't it's know like what that is doing. Hey, oh my God. It's um, a disaster. Hang on here. Here's a text. It says, uh, if you guys think that uh, Kathy rides the ass of the car in front of her, just wait till you ride with Connor. Oh, oh really? It says, it sounds like none of you have ridden in a car with moose. Well, well <laughs> Kathy did, He's but she was driving. driving. Yeah. yeah, I was driving. He was yeah. probably like, God, this girl is so far back. <laughs> Connor, you're, uh, you're bad about that, admittedly? He has no idea. He I, was I, on the phone when you were reading that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I'm curious because uh, you, you really you shouldn't do it. I hate it. It, it gets me mad. It, it makes it, me angry when people do it. 
Uh, Connor is uh, is now in here. <laughs> what Connor, did, what did I do? Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> so somebody texting in. I don't know who it was and says if you think Kathy rides uh, the ass of cars in front of them, you should ride with Moose sometime. No, I <laughs> am an aggressive. Defensive driver. Aggressive okay. defensive. Fast. Yeah. All right. Because I got places to go. Right. I got places to be. Oh, yeah. But I know what's happening around me. All right. Okay. I know who's coming up behind me, who's yeah. on my right, who's on my left, who's coming at me. I see all that. How many, well, seeing it, okay, and pr- processing it, and would you say you are a safe driver? Yes. Okay. But do you ride on someone's ass? Do you get up close to them? If you're slow. (laughs) (laughs) The left lane is the fast lane for the reason. Uh, That's true. He raises a good point. If they're hogging the lane and being stupid about it and you're trying to send a little bit of a message, I can see that. But, but, in their defense... If they're doing the speed limit or over, it. I don't. I don't get mad at that. Okay. All right. Good. Well, that's, that's right. I don't either. I try to. If, if if I pull up on someone and they are at least doing the speed limit, maybe five, ten miles and over, or something like that, then I, I have no real reason to get up on their ass. So, Connor, will you will you give them a speed up bumper tap if you have to? <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I don't flash the lights. I don't honk the horn. Right. Okay. If you're going the speed limit, I, I don't get that. Much. I despise but having someone hanging on my ass, especially when I'm doing over, you know, I'm doing 10 miles over the speed limit or whatever, and I'm with the flow of traffic. Like, in other words, everything around me is, is, is traveling at about the same rate, and someone hangs on your ass? Can't stand it. Hey, here's a text I love. It says there are two types of tailgaters. Uh, The a-hole tailgater who knows they're doing it and is just an a-hole or the clueless, which is Kathy. (laughs) And both are infuriating. So there you go. That's that's like my sister. I think she's the clueless. I don't think she realizes that what she's doing is really dangerous and also uh, can irritate the person who's getting ridden upon. I have perfected the art of movie driving if someone is tailgating me. Where I can just drive and looking at the rearview mirror and stay on. It's dangerous, I know, but I will lock on someone like back the f up. But then you got to wonder if the if the shading is right with the sun and they can't see your mirror at all because sometimes you can't depending on where the sun right, is. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah, it's like, am point. I wasting this stare on right? Because I got a good one going. I'd yeah. hate to blow it. Well, yeah. So maybe look out through your your side view mirror as well because that's that's the other one where there is no shading. Right, right, do, right. Maybe. I don't know if I've driven or been a passenger in. With Preston, I definitely have. Steve, I don't know if I've ever been a passenger mm. in your car. Kathy, definitely not. No? No, I don't think you so. Want to go and for then, a ride later? Yeah, sure, no. <laughs> uh, and then, you want to go to the car wash? We've been in the car together. Um, I can't remember when. I, we've done it definitely down the shore. Uh, there was a stretch where... Uh, but I drove your car down the shore. Yeah, I mean, I, I've had so many injuries over the years. You guys have all had to give me rides. So. <laughs> Except for me, I'm always the other direction. <laughs> yeah. Hang on, here's somebody who thinks they may have gotten someone else pulled over, like Kathy feels that she did. I'm going to go to Pat. Hey, Pat, morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, buddy, what's up? Hey, uh, so this was a couple years ago uh, with my ex-girlfriend. We were driving down to Cape May. We were on 55 South. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, she was asleep in the passenger seat, and I looked down. I didn't realize I was doing 90 miles an hour in the left lane. <laughs> yeah. And I slowed down because I saw a cop, and I got right in front. We were driving a black Jeep and got right in front of another black Jeep, and the cop pulled out and pulled over that black Jeep. You basically oh. did three-card Monty with Jeeps. Yes, that's yeah. what you did. Yep. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
right. Thanks, oh, Pat. Appreciate it. Uh, although, Kathy, hang on a second. People are um, want to point this out about the guy driving the truck. I'm going to go to Sean, who is a truck driver. Hey, Sean, good morning. Hey. Hey, buddy. All right. So what, what's your take on uh, on Kathy and her possibly getting this other uh, this truck driver pulled over? There's a good chance she, the truck driver just got pulled over for a random DOT truck inspection. Uh, does that happen fairly often, uh, um, Sean? What's that? Does that happen fairly often? Is that a regular thing? Uh, yeah, you just get pulled over by a uh, state trooper or something, and they, there's, like, different levels they can do just to make sure you have your license or your medical card or they can get onto the truck and check the brakes, so... So I'm wondering, but, but could he, maybe he got pulled over and that's what they use as the reason. But like the fact that he stopped, you know, stopped short right when he saw the cop. Like, I feel like that, that didn't help his chances. Well, wait, well, to, to that point, and Sean, if, if you're traveling along and you're traveling, say, at 65 and the speed limit's 55 and you, you drop down your speed at the point of being near or seeing a cop, that's not illegal. You're And you're still within... You're right. I mean, you're you're simply. Yeah, right. I, mean, I don't see you know the speeding part's illegal. Down. Yeah, right. but I, I don't see tapping your brakes. Yeah, uh, unless they see it as as you were brake checking the person behind you, you right? Know, doing right. something on purpose, but which Kathy have made it appear like he was doing. <laughs> yeah, I don't think no. that was. <laughs> All right, thanks, Sean. I appreciate it. <laughs> She's like the road warrior. I know. Everybody I tell the story to, they're like, you did not get that guy pulled over. I just don't know any other reason he would have been pulled over. <laughs> It'd be hard to put that all together quickly. Let me go to John. Hey, John, good morning. How you doing? Good. What's up, John? I'm stuck in traffic behind the tractor trailer, which I want to talk to you about, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> Would I don't you... know if you do this, Kathy. However, are you one of those people that slows down when you pass the tractor trailer? No, 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 no. No, but that is my mother. My mother. My mom will stop like halfway through, and she's like, "I can't do it. I can't make it." Oh, I hate this. Are you oh, serious? Like, just God. go. Yeah. You're not swerving. Just pass on, on a multiple lane highway. Oh, she, my mom won't oh, go, won't God. drive over a bridge. She won't pass a tractor trailer. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Thank you, John. By the way, you know what I can't stand? People who don't realize it, even though the road is turned. Turning, yeah, you can still change lanes <laughs> yeah. while you're making that turn. There are some people that are you, you can tell are afraid to change lanes unless they're on a straight. You know line. where it happens? I don't get it. Almost every day, Conchock and Curve. Absolutely, oh, yeah. I think that's the source of the yeah. of the, the the standard traffic jams in that area. That's what it has to be. Yeah. It's simply a, a grade of a turn. And and people can't get from one lane to another because they have this fear of switching lanes so skip yeah. up the, while they're turning. The snakiness of it on Lincoln and Kelly Drive. Oh, my God. And you can still change lanes, you said, on sure. a curve. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know what else that kills me? People change lanes in the middle of an intersection. You, yeah, which that's yeah. illegal. That's yeah. illegal, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that for the longest yeah. time. Yeah. You know what movie taught me that? What? Uh, liar, liar. When he gets pulled <laughs> over and he admits everything that he did. Right, right, right. I'm like, you can't change lanes in an intersection. <laughs> It's so big, <laughs> you know? Uh, let me go to uh, Heather. Hi, Heather. Good morning. You guys rock. Oh, uh, Heather, what's up? Hey, um, so when I lived in Velco, and Casey would know this area, I lived in Wallingford. The boyfriend lived in Oxford. So I would have to drive the Oxford-Kennet bypass um, whenever I wanted to, you know, see the boyfriend. And there was this little... Honda import around Longwood Fire um, Company. And he was in and out, weaving, weaving. And I'm like, screw this. I'm getting away from this a-hole. 
So he thought because I was in a black Monte Carlo that I was trying to race him. And I ended up trying to, I don't want to say slow down, but he was on my ass. And then I had this lifted big-ass truck on the right. So I couldn't even get out of the left lane. I have a lead foot. I have a lead foot. I'm going way too fast as it is. And whoever is listening and has been in my car, they know how I drive. So, Kathy, I understand your whole, you know, thing. So what happened was I had to tap my brakes, and the guy who was tailgating me in the little import, he got rear-ended by someone. And I pulled over, and I called the cops immediately, and I said, I think I just caused an accident. And I went to the barracks, and, you know, whoever I talked to, they took my information, and I haven't been contacted. So, but so I they did- was shaking. They didn't see you, Heather, as being responsible then. At least to this point, they haven't seen you as being responsible for that accident. Correct. All right. And it was kind of like when you go on Reddit and you see, like, idiots in cars yeah. or justice served. It was kind of justice served, but I felt so bad. Yeah. I couldn't get over. And it is like a NASCAR race around, I don't know, 3 to, like, 6.30 on that bypass. And it is insane. So... This conversation is just like, oh, my God, yes, people <laughs> afraid to pass a tractor trailer. It's like, come on, people, just stay in the right lane. Go 40 miles an hour. I'll go around you. Right. Yeah, it's a standard standard aspect right. of driving that a lot of people aren't aware of. Thanks, Heather. Yeah. One, one of the, the concepts that I can't wrap my mind, I can't stand tailgaters as it is, but yeah, when, it. When, it's, when there is traffic in all lanes... And we're all do- in this together, and we're all uh, going yeah. the same speed, and, and the person gets up on your ass as if there is anywhere else to, to go. go. Yeah. Just There's, I'm, I can't go anywhere, man. Yeah. Back <laughs> off. How are you going to bend the laws of physics here? How are you going, how are you going to get any, as if you're going to chip away at this big block of traffic and work your where yeah. do you have to go and at the end of it all we're mr end up, president yeah, where are you yeah. going you're gonna end up where we're going like yeah. 20 seconds before me maybe and, and, you, and you see them right at the light at the intersection yeah. all their hard work and dangerous yeah, driving I, I, has I, not paid off i get over i go you good now you got one car ahead yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> Uh, hang on, this is an interesting tip uh, for those uh, who deal with tailgaters. It's uh, Gary. Hi, Gary. Good morning. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good, Good. morning to you. Good hey. morning to you, Gary. Appreciate it. Thank you. Gary! <laughs> <laughs> What's up, bud? <laughs> so, tailgaters, I don't know, people that tailgate, I, I'm not sure if they know that they're they're putting their lives at risk because people right. with rage, especially against tailgaters, literally want to hurt other people. That no, we've talked about it. There, 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 there are countless <laughs> stories right. of this actually happening. Right. I have a bat in my car. I have literally stopped inside, oh, stopped in the road to, blo- to block a tailgater, blocked both lanes, gotten out of my car. It just infuriates me. So Okay, well, this isn't the tip that I thought you were going to pass yeah, along with the yeah. breaking out no, the bat. He's saying attack no, the no, person no, behind no. you. Oh, so, yeah. yes, <laughs> with a bat. If you beat their car, <laughs> they'll back off. No, what was your more practical and legal tip, Gary? I simply, to get over my rage with tailgaters, yeah. and it's very effective, 
I simply just put my hazards on and act like I'm going to swerve over to the side of the road like something's wrong with All my right. car. Okay, it that's works good. Every time. Or you hang your gat out the window and start shooting backwards. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, Gary. Try to try you to settle it. on the yeah, rage there, bud. Appreciate it, man. Uh, you know, I've been using the phrase get out of your head, and that's what you do. You get out of your head in that moment. You you're not nothing's going to happen. You're going to get where you need to get, like, the whole notion. This this is actually tangential to the person who, instead of just, okay, I missed the exit, I'm going to go down to the next exit and, and come back around. And this, is, uh, this is what I'm doing. Right. The person who will then back up or back down an on-ramp or all that crap, oh you know, just, just deal with it. <laughs> Let it a, happen. There's a, uh, a target over here where people... The problem with the, with the target on, on City Line Avenue is that a lot of people think that it is a, an on-ramp to uh, 76. And they turn into the garage, and yeah. then they start yeah. to back out. Down, what the hell? I'm like, Down and up-ramp. <laughs> yeah. yes. I hate that. an awful that. situation <laughs> over there, though. They could have done that a little oh, better. Yeah. They, have, they have stores. They have stores that no one has ever on earth has ever seen. That they, they just sit there. These restaurants that keep coming in and going out because no one goes to them. They, like they just sit there. Yeah. That place pot bellies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love pot Yeah, and I love yeah, but it just sat there well, because just, yeah, no yeah. one get, goes there. Well, Chipotle's uh, been the, the mainstay there. Yeah. Chipotle's the only thing that's uh, Chipotle and, and, and Target are the only things that have uh, survived there. But uh, yeah, it's like it, no man's land. It's such, such a no man's land yeah. that uh, Greg Scrotta used to go over there to nap in the middle of the <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, Former par- salesman. Yeah. That parking garage is only one level, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. one level. Well, Target's above you. Yeah. Oh, it's, Target's it's, above it's, you. It's underneath uh, Target. It would be so pro- problematic to start parking within the Target. Yeah, inside the Target. But you can, can you get to Target from that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's steps. You go up the steps. Oh, wow, okay. there's a Target fact you didn't know? Yeah, right? What? I, yeah, I always go to the front of that Target and park. Mm-mm, you can park in the garage and go straight up the steps. But I don't want to go over near that garage because you can only go in <laughs> one way. You can't leave. And mm-hmm. It's but, poorly designed. Yeah. It definitely doesn't help. All right. Listen, uh, we got a few things to stay on time for. Yes. Uh, we, uh, so we're going to have to take a break. But thank you for your calls. I appreciate it. Kathy, Stop saying, tailgating. Yeah, come on. Yeah. God. Uh, but, but people are pointing out, uh, again, that there are a number of reasons why that truck could have been pulled over. Okay. Most likely it wasn't you that right. caused him to get pulled over. But you were just a small I part. still felt bad yet. <laughs> but back the hell off, Kathy. Come on. Okay. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. We're going live on Fox. Good day this morning. We have an announcement. And I will tell you this. It concerns the MMRBQ. I think you're going to like it. Yes. We have actually two announcements to make concerning the MMRBQ when we get back. And MMR's Concert Cash, speaking of the MMR barbecue and the Bizarre File on the way, too. We'll be back in a moment. Stay put. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Well, check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on MMR's mobile app. Well, it's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you'll need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 
In a moment, we are going to be going live on Fox Good Day. After that, we have a few things that we're going to get to. So we're going to do, I think we're going to try, try and maybe pull it off in this order. We'll do the Bizarre File. And then after that, we will get to MMR's concert cash. And then right after mm. that, an announcement that has to do with the MMRBQ. Cool. So not only your chance to win tickets, but a very cool announcement twofold uh, that we will be revealing for those who are planning to attend or would uh, or have been flirting with the idea of attending uh, the MMRBQ. So I think you're going to like this information. We are certainly excited about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Uh, so that'll be along shortly. So we'll uh, we'll go, like I said, Fox Good Day, and then we'll do uh, the concert cash. No, we'll do the B-File, and then we'll do the concert cash. Then we'll do the announcement. So we're working on rolling all that. It's a lot. So <laughs> we should hear music, and we're not hearing any music. Wait, and... wait, 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 wait. No, Hold on, let me hit a button. To a there it is. Social media there it is. On whether or not this song is considered an oldie. President Steve. Morning. Hey. That's an oldie? Uh, okay, so our radio audience, we didn't have you guys turned on. Could you mention that one more time, please? I apologize. Okay. I'll tell you how this whole thing started. It's, it's about Nirvana's song. and But the dispute between the uh, listeners began when this 21-year-old guy named Ari posted this TikTok video, which you're going to be able to hear. He says this is an oldie because it was recorded in 1991. Okay. Oldies, you should know, part one. We all know that song. Yes. Was that an oldie? Uh, okay. Oldies, you should know. Yeah. No, you know what? Okay, so no, but it is to that kid. It is to a 21-year-old. I call him a kid. He's an adult, but... um, It's, it's, what, 28 years old? It's not how long? 30. 30 years old. So, so, yeah, 31 years old. But it... It seems like yesterday to me yeah. when that song came out. When I, you I hear know. oldies, don't you think of doo-wop and stuff yes. like that? Yeah. 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 Maybe uh, classic rock or older alternative or See, something I'm, like that. I'm I think, older. I think yeah. it's all the semantics. I think it's... Uh, well, Moody, Moody Valley's my oldies. Right. Yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> all right. So, but if we were in 1982, okay, and yeah. we were having the same conversation, it would be from a song that was uh, released 52. in 1952 like, or 51. Like the Andrew Sisters. I know. Yeah. So, they, yes. Yeah. It's tough to admit it's, it. It's weird though. It is. It is jarring when someone says, "Oh, that's that." But that to this, yeah, to this TikToker, it's like, yeah, that. Well, I, I'm not familiar with. The only reason he's bringing up the song is because it's used in the Batman movie and it's yeah, become popular right. again. That's exactly it. That's yeah. why I brought that's that up. I, I was it. like, when Batman came out, and it's a really big part of the movie. But here's the thing: if that's an oldie, then what do they call doo-wop? Is that oldie oldie? Like, what's the name for that? Are yeah. they all in one? Moldy oldie. Right They're moldy oldie. Well, <laughs> we're, we're going to have to come up with new terms because you right. had your oldies, right? And then you had your classic rock, right? right? Well, and then. I, I don't know what the the music that came out in the nineties well, is going to be considered fellas, these days. Yeah, isn't there a radio station in Philly that that plays the oldies? So yes. Do they get into the nineties? I I, I, I don't know. I know I, it's it's mostly like early uh, Air Supply and death metal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's the two of them yeah. put together. <laughs> I do not know. Probably, yeah. At this point, generally, oh, thirty years is kind of the rule right? for uh, for older. I mean, our sister station is a classic rock station, MGK, and they play Pearl Jam, they play Nirvana, you know, and so mm-hmm. th- those are songs that are thirty years old at this point, and so it makes sense for MGK oh, to be boy. playing them. I will, I know, so right? where's the line then? Is it fifteen, twenty years? At what point did I'm you going cross 30. over? I, I think the line has been blurred. I think because so many. But what happens is you have. Kids, 13, 14, 15 year olds walking around with uh, Queen and and on their shirts and uh, 
you know, like Nirvana and yeah. uh, Ramones. The Ramones, all yeah. that stuff has become, um, sh- uh, you know, kind of, I don't know if it's kitschy or if they're really digging it, but they're aware of it far more than I think I was aware of, you know, the uh, the, the doo-wop bands when I was a kid. Yeah. So. What modern, modern music do you listen to, Preston? What modern music do I listen yeah. to? Oh, man. Um, so my daughter likes uh, bands like 21 Pilots and stuff like that, so yeah. I'll listen to some of that. But for the most part, I'm kind of... I'm stuck back a little bit. I, I don't go searching out new music that you often. You do like the sea shanties. You <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who doesn't? It's so fun to sing along with. I mean, like Billie Eilish or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's some, there's some good stuff out there, but I just, it's not, I'm, I'm my, my days of, of going and finding new music, Casey and Nick are more involved in that type of thing, but. Yeah, yeah I'm, a, I'm a believer. I like Harry Styles. Uh, there's some rap and hip-hop out there that He's I listen to as, no, yeah. as a result of uh, my kids, so. Uh, I, you know, I, um, I like it all. I, I, you know, there's, there's, uh, only a few genres of music that I don't really care for. Okay. I mean, Mike, you still find, a lot of times he'll come in here telling me about songs, especially hip hop songs. And yeah. I'm like, I haven't heard that. And then I hear it later on the radio and I'm like, oh, how well, do you stay on it? Uh, well, <laughs> a lot of us. Did I step on something? Maybe. Okay, we gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go. All right, see you guys. We'll talk to you later. He's right, right though. Like when you hang out with younger people, <laughs> that's it. You get exposed to yeah. when you're dating younger people. Yeah. Much younger, you're going to find that. And also uh-huh. at the uh, when they stomp the yard. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, looking at the clock, it's eight. Oh. Now, here's your concert cash keyword. The word is one. Oh, it is, I almost said zero and E. <laughs> <laughs> o and E. Yes. The word zero is one. O and E. You have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter that. There are three ways to do it. You can text the special contest short code number. Which is 45911, or if you'd like to be entered for the $10,000 grand prize, enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. And one random entry wins $500 in our company-wide contest. And all MMR winners receive two free tickets to the MMRBQ as well. So winners will get a call from our company, Beasley. Make sure that you answer your phone. Uh, there are contest rules available at WMMR.com, and it is brought to you by AAA, AAA Distributor. The word is one. O-N-E. Good luck. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you this morning by Natural Lawn of America. Safer for your lawn kids and pets. Schedule their full-service program and get free seeding every year. Call 800-FREE-SEED. Natural Lawn of America, greener grass, fewer weeds, guaranteed. Well, this is pretty wild. A patient had a dentist's metal drill bit embedded oh, in his lung. Holy God. hell. What? For four days after he accidentally inhaled it. Oh, man. Tom Josie was forced to undergo a rare medical procedure at the hospital to remove the inch-long drill bit from uh, from deep inside his lung tissue. The 60-year-old maintenance worker from Illinois was having a tooth filled when he swallowed the part. Stop it. (laughs) The date of the accident and the identity of his uh, dentist have not been disclosed. When asked how it happened, Josie chuckled and replied, Well, I don't know. I was at the dentist getting a tooth filled. The next thing I knew, I was told that I swallowed this tool. Jesus. Uh, So I didn't really even feel it going down. All I felt was a cough. 
Oh my uh, he said after speaking with his hospital doctor, he feared that he would have to undergo major surgery. He said, what happens if he can't get it out? And really, the answer was, part of my lung was going to have to be removed. But pulmonary expert Dr. Abdul Alrez, who operated on Josie, uh, said when I saw the uh, CAT scan and where the object is sitting, it was really far down in the right lower lobe of the lung. It meant that normal scopes wouldn't be able to reach the bit, forcing Elrise to get re- creative. He tried a different device, one that was not designed for removing foreign objects, but is instead normally used to help detect early-stage cancers, and he believed the size of the catheter tube was thin enough to maneuver the drill piece into position and extract it, and apparently he was, astonishing. Able, he was able to do it. Well, yeah. This is another fear of mine, because they give you the Novocaine, you can't feel anything, and your head is tilted backwards. Not necessarily the drill, but I'm always like, you know, they put that like right, cotton right. thing in your mouth? Sure. I ask every time, I'm like, is it still there? Can you make sure it's still there? Like, wow. it's not slipping back into so my you, throat, and I'm going to stop breathing? My fear is drowning on my own saliva yeah. while I have yeah. my mouth open. <laughs> And we're not even talking about proctologists. Uh, so uh, he said, I was never so happy in my life when I opened my eyes and I saw the doctor with a smile under that mask, shaking a little plastic container that had the tool in it. Uh, he now keeps the drill bit as a memento on a shelf oh, at his home. Kept it. Ask me about this. Yeah. <laughs> in Connecticut, a man was taken to the hospital Monday after he... Uh, this is another. This is a fear of mine, Kathy. Right. When, a, when he fell onto a piece of rebar being used as a horseshoe <gasps> stake. Oh, man. Okay, that actually happened to my cousin. Uh, went right in horseshoes or just rebar? Uh, just rebar. Okay, went, and went through his. Um, he almost died. Uh, he, it went through his his thigh. Was it construction? Jesus. Christ. He was hopping a fence. He was in college, oh and uh, and he was hopping a fence, and he just came down on rebar, and it went through his leg. And few rebar. Yeah. A 54 year old man tripped and fell onto the rebar, and it was in it was one inch in diameter, around eight oh. inches of the bar, impaled the man in his lower torso. <laughs> Firefighters, firefighters were able to cut the bar and stabilize it for trans, stabilize him for transport to Hartford Hospital. He was oh, conscious, uh, alert, and oriented, and the injury was non-life-threatening when they handed him off to EMS. So I assume he mm. made a recovery. It's miraculous. Case you in the thigh, you're, you're dealing with a major artery. Uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. It, and it did. I mean, it, what is that? The femoral artery. Yeah, yeah. He almost yes. like died and bled out there. Jeez. Luckily, the person that he was with, you know, was is able he, to help. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Was yeah, a thigh doctor. We don't have to get into <laughs> it, all the details. <laughs> uh, it's okay. I'm a thigh doctor. How about this? One of uh, Wales, meaning the country, yeah, most, the creature. most popular mountain paths was covered in, quote, human stools and litter as visitors flocked to the area for Easter, a mountain guide has said. Guide Gemma Davies said that she even caught a man defecating on the mountain railway line. Look, kids, they put out Easter eggs for us. She said she was totally disgusted at the state of the uh, Lambaris path on Saturday morning with stools in paper cups and under stones. They're Cadbury's. Snowdonia National Park Authority said nothing unusual had been reported. Uh, with Wales temperatures higher than in Greece, <sighs> Turkey, and the south of Italy, visitors flocked to the beaches and national parks across Wales. Ms. Davies, who led a sunrise hike up Wales' highest mountain on Saturday, said the problem was so bad, she was, quote, having to warn people to mind the poo. Oh, my God. Uh, she claimed hell to- on earth. toilets at the summit were closed along with the cafe, and there were no toilets open at the bottom. When we got to the bottom after a seven-hour hike, there were a lot of stool in paper cups under stones, and as we were descending, it was on the path. Mine is like Kilimanjaro, Nick. We- yeah, it's a real problem. Although yeah. it sounds like this mountain at least had bathrooms, but... 
but uh, maybe they should open those back up. As she and a group of visitors were descending, they were stunned at what they saw. She said, I caught a guy going to the bathroom on the railway line. He quickly pulled up his pants and tried to make a quick getaway, but I had already seen it. My group had already seen it, and we had to walk past it as Uber. well. Yeah. Uh, she called on authorities to provide more facilities on the mountain if they could. All right, this is pretty messed up. Uh, Follow-up, a defendant who allegedly murdered a 70-year-old man and then microwaved and ate part of the victim's remains is mentally fit to proceed to trial, an Idaho judge has reportedly ruled. Yeah. So not to seem callous here, but... What is the setting you would use on a microwave? Popcorn. Right. Yeah. I would figure. Uh, court records indicate that James David Russell is charged with first-degree murder and cannibalism, and the cannibalism charge uh, alone is punishable by up to 14 years in prison. Authority said last December they believe that the cannibalism charge may be the first of its kind in Idaho since uh. the state banned the practice more than three decades ago. So 30 years ago they decided to you make it. You eat away. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Where's Eddie? The murder charge could result... And a life sentence or a death penalty, depending on which uh, route the prosecutor chooses to take. It seems a little peculiar, though, that he goes through all that trouble and then microwaves it. And, you know, like, why not? Air fry. Air fry it, make it. Yeah, you have have many options. Yeah. So many options. You've already gone through all the trouble of killing somebody and filleting them. Yeah. And, uh, well, anyhow, it's his method. All right. And there you go. We're going to wrap up the bizarre file right there. All right, a reminder, you have about seven minutes left to enter the word one, O-N-E, uh, for MMR's Concert Cash Giveaway. It's brought to you by AAA Distributors, so the word again is one. And uh, speaking of concerts and the fact that you can win MMRBQ tickets that way along with $500, we have announcements to make concerning the MMRBQ. We're going to go with this one first. Ladies and gents, two announcements to make. The first one, we're excited about both of them, but I'm really stoked about this one. For the first time ever at the MMRBQ, we are going to try this out. We are going to have the Preston and Steve side stage. And the reason we have the side stage is so that we can bring you live music from Froggy. Yes. Froggy will be performing. MMR debut. Well, actually, they, they played, you know, at the Camp Out Camp for Hunger. Uh, but, of course, for a uh, a full concert paid event, Froggy is going to be playing the That's show. Great. And, of course, they've got to play the Presidency Friday yes. song, right? Uh-huh. I would think so, yeah. So... Good to see our favorite punk rockin' gals on stage. And then there are other things that are going to take place. It's not just Froggy. No, there's a whole bunch. We're going to do something really unique as well. We're also going to have the return of the Jackie Bam Bam party deck. And Jackie is going to be DJing a live set on the Preston and Steve side stage. And then we're going to try this out. We have a really cool band. They are called Sidearm, okay? So they are... A live band karaoke uh, attraction. So instead of coming up and singing to a track, you have a live backing band. And ladies and gentlemen, you could end up being the singer for this band. So imagine this is your dream. So maybe you've gone to a karaoke rock night or whatever. 
to have a real band behind you playing and you're on a stage in front of people, that's pretty freaking cool. Absolutely. So uh, we are going to have a chance for you to be a singer in this band uh, down the road. Later on the week, we're going to announce the details how you can enter to be one of the slots and sing on stage at the show and it'll it'll be a song you know, yes. Uh, and and so they're going to be cover songs, right? Yeah. And you'll be able to get up and see what it feels like to sing in front of a crowd like that at a, at a concert event in the summertime. Yeah, I mean there are dozens of songs that uh, that they played that you're going to be able to choose from, and we will have those songs available. Make it uh, makes it easier. To, uh, yeah, yeah. To, uh, now I have not audition with. I have not seen Sidearm, but uh, my buddy Bobby Perillis is the drummer for the band. He is outstanding. Yeah. We've known him for years. He's playing the band Octane, awesome. and uh, I've known Bobby for ages. So I'm stoked to see, and maybe he'll let me get up and play drums. Let's see about that. <laughs> but they're a killer three-piece band, and what we're going to do is we are eventually going to reveal a list of songs, and you're going to have to make a video, post that on social media, and then we'll pick uh, ones that we like the most to be at the MMRBQ. You'll get tickets to the MMRBQ. You'll be able to perform on stage. Now, we haven't got it set up yet for you to e- enter, but if you know a singer who loves MMR, who wants to do this, let them know that this is coming, and we will reveal that information very, very soon. So you get the tickets, you get the show, you get the chance to perform, maybe live out a dream, yep. perform on the stage. We're going to be there. It's our side stage, obviously. Yep. yep. And so it's a win-win every which way. Yep, absolutely. And who knows? Maybe one of us will get up and sing. Possible. <laughs> River Valley Vocal <laughs> Band. No. no. Little no. Mermaid. I don't think so. uh, And then announcement number two. For MMRBQ, we would like to announce the 424-pack deal for tickets. And here's what's happening, all right? Available now through May 2nd at 10 p.m. While supplies last, the 424-pack deal is going. That means that you can get a four-pack of tickets at $20 each. So that means each ticket is $20. So wow. it's $80 for four tickets, essentially. So this is a sale price, and we are explicitly rolling this out on 420 So it's called the 424 pack deal. It's a great deal. Four tickets, $80, uh, plus Ticketmaster fees. So keep that in mind as well. Uh, but that is through May 2nd at 10 p.m. while supplies last. You can get all the information at WMMR.com as we speak. So get on board for that now. We got people texting in now that hadn't bought their MMRBQ tickets yet, but because they heard that Froggy is playing the show, they are now going to get their tickets. <laughs> and I'm very happy to hear that because we want you to see that band along with Pretty Reckless and Living Color and Disturbed and everybody who's a part of it. It's our first time ever having our own side stage. It is. Yeah. So maybe this will turn into a, um, a perennial from now yeah. on. We'll have to find out. So MMRBQ. Everything available, WMMR.com. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Join Brent Porsche Friday from 9 to 11 at Club Risque Northeast, 5921 Taconi Street in Northeast Philly for an MMRBQ 2022 ticket rate. Club Risque, Philadelphia's premier gentleman's club. I still, I have no idea why some things go viral, but they, they just do. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is one of those. It was on TikTok. Uh, there was a gal. Her name is Amber Smith. And she was posting about her first date with this guy uh, they had done through uh, a dating app. Uh, It was uh, on Hinge. And she said, he asked me on a date, and here we are. And she was shooting the video, 
in the parking lot of her local Target because that is where he wanted to go. Oh, that's nice. As a first date. And the video, like, over, it amassed, like, 800,000 views and 60,000 <laughs> likes within a overnight, you That's know, funny. just took off. And the reaction was, like, really positive. And oh, my God, yes. People they, saying she should marry him, right? Women, women are saying you have found your guy. <laughs> you have found uh-huh. your forever guy. Uh, because he wanted to go to Target for a first date. I mean, I that's cute. You know it's what cute. I mean? If, yeah. he, if he did that for her, that's really cute. Yeah, and apparently they spent an hour walking around, and uh, the date ended. They are going to do a follow-up date. Oh. Apparently it went well. Yes. But I think, and it, it didn't say in this particular story, but I think I, I saw it in the news yesterday, that uh, she had said his reasoning was, look, we'll hang out together and uh, if if it does if it's awkward, it, we're just at a store. We can yeah. kind of you know mm-hmm. just go our separate ways, right? Right. And yeah. it'll be okay. And that was his reasoning behind that. I, well, I can see that. To me, it's you got an icebreaker. It's something yeah. different. Yeah. Uh, there's things that I've you know like first dates. A lot of times, like a, a movie is is is, is a first date, but it, to me, it's like you're not really you're not communicating. You're not communicating. You're, no, you're but, just sitting yeah. there. But on the other side, like a dinner or a lunch or something like that, is almost too concentrated. Of you're just sitting across from each other, and here we go. We now talk. If you have something else to do, right. And you can still communicate, like walking around shopping hunting. or something like that. Hunting. <laughs> wow. Um, it, I, I think it can make it a little bit easier. So I think uh, the coffee date has become a uh, uh, a little bit more prominent. Yeah, where yeah, all right, yeah. It's sort of the midday. You go out for just a cup of coffee, and that's it. What uh, What could be another store? Uh, that would be oh, home a goods. good first date. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah, so it's it's, it's so funny where, where your brain goes versus where my brain goes. Because you say home goes. I was thinking like a uh, REI, an okay. outdoor kind of yeah. store, and, you know, check out well, hiking gear. your girlfriend, she would probably yeah, like exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. We'll go to Sam Ash. But, you know? There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. Look at all the guitars sure. and drums yeah. and stuff. Or you just go in general to a mall, right? Uh, well, you yeah. could, and that's Can't what I was be. wondering. Does that count as the same? You I, know, I guess it could. Was, I, I think just, it is. Yeah, t- I mean, teenagers, I grew up near King of Prussia. You know, if you went on a date. For is that Con- a teen date? Conestoga High School, Steve. Actually, yeah. Conestoga, Upper Marion, Radnor High School, we all went to the KOP Mall. Sometimes it was like group dates, you yeah, know, yeah, where yeah. just a whole bunch of people going to the mall at the same time. Right. But also, it was like, if you wanted to go steady with a girl, <laughs> right. that's where you We're going to go to Spencer's now. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, take it to the next level. As an adult, yeah, I guess going to the King of Prussia Mall and getting a bite to eat and then kind of walking around a little bit. Well, right? you're looking for something creative that, that again, has the things that you just mentioned. But, so, something that provides you with a, hey, it's awkward, so we have an easy out. We're easy both going to yeah. separate quickly. Mm-hmm. I assume the thing to do is obviously, do, do, is it now you think the norm? I don't think it is. Where you 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 the, you're obliged to go pick the person up, right? Is it? Is no, I think the, you meet now. You meet just to make now, sure he's right? not going to kill you, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if, like, all right. So if you were to go out on a date, like to dinner or something like that, yeah. food yeah, court. The, 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 no, well, the guy would be on the hook for let's just say sixty to one hundred dollars, right? I'm I'm just you know sort of ballparking it there. What if you took the girl to uh, Target or the mall? You said. I'm taking you, you on 60, a sixty to a hundred shopping spree. Listen, I think that this is. I think going to the mall, it's not cute like Target. You know what I mean? Like that yeah, was that was Target's a nice a little more. That was a nice gesture. Yeah. There's you know yeah. a whole stigma around Target. Target's beloved. Women. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I think that was just cute. I don't. I, I, but I don't see there anything wrong with going to the mall. But it would probably be more of like a date where you. When, 
Dennis asked you out on the first date. Where was the location? Where, where, where would you guys do? We'll skip that. We were drunk <laughs> at a bar. Uh, oh, you just met? Yeah. All okay. right, all right. But but you had to have had a date after that. Yeah, I think we dinner. The free clinic. Yeah. No, the, no, the, no, uh, no, 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 dinner. Dinner. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I took Rochelle to a hockey game. I took right. her to a blues game. Yeah, that was our first real date that we went on. And did you pick her up and drop her off and all that stuff? Did you guys go out? Yeah, afterwards? So. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. So the first date date that was we went whale watching. Um oh, that's a good oh, one. Yeah. That and she good. Claire was working for an organization called Okinos. Uh, out near Montauk, Kathy. That did. That, so she was part of the crew that would do that the would, thing. Uh, and oh, that's cool. It. Although if nice. it had been a bad date and you're stuck on a boat for some oh, reason, yeah. so, you know, it's a good... I hate you, whales. <laughs> or you got seasick. Yeah, man, you're a loser. <laughs> Don't say that, whale. Yeah, going somewhere you could potentially get sick. Yeah. Not a good idea. <laughs> uh, but I mean, the unique first dates though are. Wonderful. I mean, that's uh, that, that's what you kind of hope to have. Something to talk about. Something that can spark also, um, you know, other sort of offshoots. If you're walking on a Target, you can get a fashion, someone's fashion sense. You can say, you know, find out if they're like a homebody. If they, you go to the entertainment section, point out the movies you like. You know, it'd be kind of cool. Longwood Gardens. That'd be a good. That would be really a beautiful good. one. You know, yeah, it's, it's yep. outside. Beautiful. Take a nice long walk. If the date goes, you can run. Awry, you can into bury the, <laughs> <laughs> the person. You can bury them there. Yeah, right. exactly. Uh, hang on a second. Let me go to uh, Kate. Hi, Kate. Good morning. Good morning. What's uh, up, Kate? I- I like to do a uh, video chat on the app first because you can really get a good sense of seeing and hearing somebody and all that sort of thing before agreeing to meet them for like a drink or coffee. So, okay. Kate, it seems that this is like the uh, one of the really big things to come out of, um, you know, the past two years plus uh, this, the, you know, the, the pre-meet on the video chat thing. Do you think this, so this is something you will always do, correct? Yeah, I mean, it, it, like, you really get a sense of somebody, right? right? Like, if they have, like, an awful, like, terrible Philly accent or something. <laughs> if they have a terrible Philly like, accent. Unbearable. But what about if the background is, like, the Mars landscape? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there, there could be all sorts of weird things. No, I, I see that. I, you do want an indication. Just seeing something, you know, in text and a, and a stag, static snapshot, if you could actually converse with the person, that would help. Yeah. And to see, like, just how they carry themselves, their confidence level. Like, you can tell a lot within the first few seconds. Well, really. let, me, yeah. let me ask you, if, if, if a guy said for the first date, hey, I'm going to take you to Target, would you find that endearing and fun, or would you be turned off by that? No, I think that's fun. Okay. All right. Yeah. And, and, and uh, but thank you, by the way, uh, Kate. And that, on, on his end, the guy who we haven't seen anything right. from yet... It's kind of a test uh, for him as well to go. How will she react to me saying right? This? And if she's fun and right, and, and right, is right. into to like cutesy stuff and doing doing something different, then that's the type of person this I want to hang stupid. out with. Yeah, this yeah yeah. Oh my god, this is stupid. Well, You're stupid. Yeah. Yes. Why don't you just give me the money you would have spent on dinner and I'll <laughs> and let me go shopping by myself. You can leave now. Um, there are some good. Why is the coming. parking lot below? In fact, these texts are flying in left and right that I don't have time to uh, to read them all. But um, I mean, uh, Longwood Gardens does have a beer garden now, so that's, yeah, a, you know. that's a step in the right direction. Right. Uh, there was one. Um, the people were saying IKEA. Uh, like if you're, <laughs> yeah. you're going to follow, like the sure. yeah, yeah. Uh, IKEA is fun, and then also think about your first date was at IKEA, and then for your dinner or your meal, Swedish meatballs. Mm-hmm. Mm. Nice. Mm. What about uh, places like going to an amusement park or something like that? I think that's 
That's a good one. I think um, ice skating, roller skating. Like no one's going to. If you have motion sickness, you're not going to agree to that. If if you're asked on a date, paintball. You're <laughs> <laughs> yeah. on the same team, right? You know? Yeah. You How know? about a taxidermy <laughs> class? <laughs> I took a date to uh, uh, Buffalo Billiards one time. Uh, you know the yeah, pool yeah. hall down in Center City, and that was a lot of fun. There was like an activity to do, and it was, it was a good date. And it ended up not going anywhere, but it was like um, it was a fun date. Was, you need to have the, that that right mix, Nick, of something where you can talk while you're doing it and yeah. talk about uh, like pool, like billiards, obviously. Uh, where where you can take the pause, where you're so committed, like my taxidermy class, <laughs> uh, uh, where you you can't talk about anything, but right. then that's that's a hindrance when you're opposite sides of the table and you right. run out of things to talk about. Mm-hmm. What about the, air uh, hockey? Uh, that's uh, like the painting with the twist stuff, you, you know, yeah. something like that. Oh, something different. Yeah. I don't know. All right, let me go to uh, <laughs> let me go to this. I've uh, Len. Hey, Len. Good morning. Good morning. Can you hear me? Yes. Yep. What's up, Len? Um, so a girl at the gym tells me that she's got a girl she wants to set me up with. And I said, all right, give me her number and we'll talk. So I text her during the day and we start chit-chatting and she goes, well, I said to her, I said, what are you doing tonight? She goes, well, I have a formal to go to. and left it at that. I was like, well, are you asking me to go with you? Cause I'm a custom tailor. So I have two tuxedos. I said, and she knew that she said, yeah, she goes, let's go. So I meet this girl. She's absolutely beautiful. We go to the Valley Forge um, Convention Center, there's a 10-piece band. It's for doctors. The uh, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was for doctors. Thigh doctors. <laughs> <laughs> no. Regular doctors. Okay. And practitioners. And they had a 10-piece band. They did all 70s and 80s music. It was awesome. Wow. And then later on, later on that night, the mummers show up. <laughs> It was a phenomenal. In the bedroom. <laughs> no, that is wild. I think most people would say our first date is going to be a black tie event. I think that would be kind of daunting for a lot of people. But you you rolled with it. It was great. All I right. loved it. It was a great first date. And it lasted, I think we've dated for six months. It was good. Okay. All right. That's not bad. And she, it turned out she was a doctor, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, there you go. Nice. Uh-huh. All right. Thanks, Len. Appreciate it. Uh, let me go next to, uh, let me go to Doug. Hey, Doug. Hey, how you doing? Good. What's up, Doug? Well, um, so I met my girlfriend through Facebook, and after we talked for a little bit, we wind up walking around Penny Pack. Huh? Uh, yeah, Penny Pack Park. Yeah. And uh, she's, she's a nurse. Um, I'm a firefighter, and uh, we got engaged back in June, and we're getting married in October. So just the walk. Could you tell it was magical right from the walk? You know what? It was It was just funny because a lot of things that we talked about, we had a lot of similar interests. Um, you know, it was, it was She's an arsonist? Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> he loves fire. So... But but essentially, them out. your first date was a walk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, walk, walk nature walk. Yeah. Now, now the like work, and then they, obviously, Thanks, if it's not going well, you start walking faster. That's yeah. all you yeah. have to do. So fast that yeah. they can't keep up at all. One <laughs> <laughs> of my favorite songs. I love uh, I love rock. I love. Uh-huh. Um, Slow down. Uh, yeah. In fact, uh, here's a text that says they they went on a date at at IKEA. 
Uh, somebody recommended Lou Turks as a first place. <laughs> Lou Turks would be great. First date. Because, hey, that's, that's my mom up on stage. That's a Delco date for you. This is Delco date. Somebody took a, uh, my now husband took us skydiving on our second date. That's a, that's a bold move. I mean, yeah. if it works, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if not, like if she's terrified of that. Let uh, me pack your chute. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they packed their shoot afterwards. Um, so, uh, but what, I'm, I'm wondering if, if uh, uh, you know, simply upon where they wanted to go. So this guy recommended Target, Target. as their first date. Um, if you had refused to go on a date because of the place they suggested, like Lou Turks. What, what's remote? <laughs> what is it? What is an absolutely for bad date, first date? Like I to, to me, you, you run the, like an Italian restaurant is a bad first date because there's a lot of sauces and things that could spill. And you, 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 <laughs> I didn't think about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So you, I think like um uh like a wedding. You know, if you need a date for a wedding, yeah, man, that's yeah, forget Just, that. Yeah, that's. I think that's, that's problematic. That's awkward for people who aren't even on dates. Mm-hmm. Are we going to have children? <laughs> we just our first date. Yeah. Um. Hang on. I'm going to go to Roy. Hey, Roy. Good morning. Hey. Good morning. What's up, Roy? Um, my wife and uh, my now wife and I, our first day was at a funeral luncheon the day after we met at the uh, the wake. A funeral luncheon. You <laughs> met at the wake and you said, hey, let's get together. At well, the- yeah, we met at the wake and then, uh, you know, we're texting that night and like, hey, what do you do tomorrow? Like, well, I think I'm going to go to the funeral. And yeah, I was like, well, maybe we should just, you know, maybe I'll go too and we'll get together at the luncheon. And then, uh, <laughs> that was our first date. Oh, uh, so who, who died, by the way? So my friend, my friend's grandfather and her friend's grandfather, uh, they were brothers. Yeah, our friends were brother and sister, and they were kind of there, just kind of mutual, uh, mutual support, and uh, didn't really have a male to talk to. So, okay, uh, so you weren't were stricken with grief or right, anything right, right. like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's very casual. Yeah. In fact, they were coffin side. Hey, uh, <laughs> yeah. hi. How, how long? You? How long did it last, Roy? Oh, we're married. Oh, you're married. Oh, there we go. Hey. We've, been married, and, we've been married for seven years. And every so, time he smells formaldehyde, he gets a boner. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah, this was uh, this was 14 years ago. <laughs> and and you share this story with people and tell them that you met oh, at a funeral? Yeah, I mean, absolutely everybody. Oh, how'd you meet? Like, well, you're never going to believe it. But it's Honey, just, it's, remember, it's don't, don't move while we're having sex. Don't oh, move. God, it just reminds <laughs> me of the funeral. That's funny. That is wild. Uh, I wonder how many people share the story of a meeting at a uh, Preston and Steve event. Uh, or we got a text from Tony. They, they, uh, their first date was a um, MMRBQ 2018. Oh, I love that. And uh, I guess they ended up getting married as well. They had a whole series of people who had had first dates at, um, well, no, the mixer technically isn't a first date, right? No, not really. No. But it's yeah. uh, we met there right. uh, type of story. yeah, yeah. Here's text says, uh, my now wife took me to Penthouse Strip Club in Philly to watch her friend do amateur night. Oh, my God. And her friend won. All right. <laughs> so yeah. did you end up with the, oh, you ended up with your wife. Okay, not, not her friend. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, here we go. Let me go to Dave. Hey, Dave, good morning. Hey, good morning. What's up, Dave? Dave! Hey! Um, yeah, so my, uh, my now wife, uh, we had... We'd known each other for years. A friend tried to set us up, and it didn't work. We'd gone on two dates, which honestly I don't even remember, and then didn't really talk for a couple of years. But then we had, you know, Kathy's kind of moment of a, a drunk hangout at a bar that turned into then a first date 
Uh, I took her to the shooting range. So you're drunk and you figured, let's go shooting. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, guns and alcohol go great together. Uh, and she, now, did you know if she was into shooting sports at all? No, and so that was, <laughs> I didn't even think about it at the time. Um, like, I'm not a big gun person. I, just, I do own one, but uh, I just like it as kind of a fun activity. Yeah. Uh, so when I, when I proposed it to her, I didn't even think, oh, some people, this might not be cool or... I don't know. Even though I've known her for a while, who knows? You know, maybe I'll piss her off and uh, and she'll turn it she'll turn it on me. But uh, but no, it turned out well, and we're going on uh, getting ready to be eight years married next week. Mm, nice man, thanks Dave. For appreciate the story. I think going to unique stuff like that is a is a good way to kind of test water, like. You know, they have, like, hatchet throwing now and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah, that stuff is good. Kind of, something yeah. that just gives you something to talk about. Like, Target is a perfect... I think people default to the, I'll meet you at a, at a bar or I'll meet you... Right. It's too, it's too hackneyed. How about miniature golf? I like that. Is that, is that like, overly cute? You know what I mean? <sighs> How about Build-A-Bear? Okay. <laughs> Well, I'll show your, uh, you got deep pockets if you take it a little bit. Seriously. two bears. You're not yeah. cheap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You must drive a Lambo. <laughs> Uh, let's see. We'll go to, uh, Francesca. Hi, Francesca. Good morning. Hey, guys. Good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks. What's up? So, I, uh, I met my husband, actually, at his father's funeral. No lie. A lot um, of people are hooking up at funerals and wakes. <laughs> Chicks get so horny at funerals. <laughs> his second oldest brother and my brother were best friends in high school. So we went to, you know, pair of condolences, and that was the first time I ever met him. And our first date was his first tattoo appointment. We picked up McDonald's, and I watched him get his full back tattoo. So you sat there and watched him get a full back tattoo? Yeah, eating Mc- It was free food. I was, I was- <laughs> oh, my God. It was free food. Um, what's, yeah, I want to know what the tattoo is. Yeah. Oh, so his whole back is uh, pretty much dedicated to his dad. And, like, um, there's a huge a whole scene of, like, angels and demons and all that stuff. Huh. Are you tatted yeah. up, too, Francesca? Uh, I have a couple, yeah. Not as many as he does. He has, like, quarter sleeves and yeah. his back and legs and all that stuff. But... You have Alf on your cleavage, right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> all right, Francesca, thank you. Thank yeah, you. The, the the funeral thing. That's uh, Will Smith. And, uh, maybe it's more common than, than we realize. I just, you know, like, weddings were always good. When I was single, weddings were always fun, you know, and... and uh, the single chicks? Yeah, yeah, because that's part of the deal. And that's, it's, you know, but uh, I don't know. It there just seems something um, inappropriate about being, you know, corpse side and saying, what's your number? Speaking of corpses, let me go to Tony. Hey, Tony, good morning. Good morning, Durka, Durka, Durka. Durka, Durka. What's up, buddy? So I met my wife on the Plenty of Fish or one of those weird dating apps <laughs> and um, decided to try to take her to the Mutter Museum. <laughs> Uh, As so a first we, date? A first date, Mutter Museum. Okay. Like, let's, let's vet it. Let's vet it out. <laughs> so uh, so we get there, and there's a wedding there. There oh was a wedding. God. We open the doors, and there's a bride and groom and the whole deal, and they kicked us. They're like, nope, we're doing a private wedding. Can't go. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. I know, right? I was so mad. So eventually, we were, we're now currently married. So um, eventually, when I decided to propose, I proposed at the Mutter Museum oh, right okay. near, like, the... Dried penis, wax vagina. Uh, right. <laughs> or the colon would be cool. <laughs> I'll turn her on. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, that's a good, good vetting process to feel, to, to figure out if she's cool or not. Yeah. And yeah. When, you, when you had uh, pitched the idea to her about that being the place, how was she receptive to it? 
Oh, totally. She was like, whatever, I'm in. She's like, I'm up for anything. It's that, not a big deal. That's a good litmus test. Absolutely. That's why I like the target thing. You know, they're saying it. So I, I think this exactly. went viral. Thanks. Okay, that's cool. Let's do it. Oh, we have the guy who texted in about uh, the penthouse strip club. <laughs> oh. Yo, Fred, you're on the air. Good morning, man. Yo, guys, what's up? I'm cutting grass. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'm 420? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, no, I'm actually cutting grass. You're actually cutting grass. All right. What's your story here, Fred? I wanted to hear a little bit more about this. Yeah, um, yeah my, my now wife, she uh, her friend was doing amateur nighters, like wet T-shirt contest night at Penthouse in Philly. And it was like a Wednesday in the middle of the summer. She took uh, me and my friend up there to watch her friend do amateur night. And she won that night. But it... It sucked because I'm landscaping in the middle of summer, hot days and whatever, and here she drug us up to Philly in the middle of the night on a Wednesday in the middle of the week to watch that. But that was uh, it was like our second or third date. So what, what was your first date? Was that, that, that first night, the Penthouse Club? Um, that was that was like her second or third, and right. then, but before that, one of her one of her first dates, we drank a bottle of tequila in her car. Oh, <laughs> that's wow. not really a date. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of just that's, hanging that's, out that's an with... abduction. <laughs> that's just like uh, drunk driving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah she's yeah. in the trunk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 But uh, things do get better. All right, <laughs> okay, thanks, Fred. I, I don't like her a lot. <laughs> she's buried in long regards. Uh, Marissa mentioned this. She wrote down a note and says a quizzo is a good first date. That is actually, yeah. yeah. Learning a lot about the person. Right. And you can find out where their interests lie. Sure. If they're really good. You know, if you guys watch the same movies or listen to the same music or something like that, uh, can come up like would that. Would you do, Kathy, would you do like a D&D Dungeons and Dragons no. as a first date? Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? No. <laughs> what, about, what about something um, physical like... Uh, Sex? Uh, no, not quite like that. But I, uh, Jello wrestling? What's that? Jello wrestling? Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what I was going for. I thought you for. said cello wrestling. <laughs> that's what right. he said that too. Yeah. <laughs> cello wrestling? We Here, do we with a cello. And a cello in a pit and see who wins. Dude, I pinned that cello four times. <laughs> like a hike or something? Yeah, I guess so. What about a round of golf? That wouldn't be bad if you and well, you your don't. partner know, know that you each like golf. Yeah, and if you they got played. And, and you yeah, if they if they knew the game, yes. Yeah. Uh, if not, it would be a nightmare. It would be a five hour nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've never played before. Yeah. Oh no! This is going to be so much fun. Uh, let me see here. I'm going to go to uh, Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. What's up, Jamie? Hi. So Hi. yeah. <laughs> A friend of mine, and we went to a haunted hayride, and we had this creepy guy friend that tagged along. <laughs> so I met this one guy, and I was like, hey, you're my boyfriend for the night. So that was our first date. Uh, okay, so that was a, that's more a meeting, which I, which I, I think it's very cute. So from there, what was actually your, okay, we're going, when you, sometimes, you know, you have to say, okay, this is our first date. What was your first date after the haunted hayride? Um, well, it was dinner. Okay. He was late. All right. And he was <laughs> late. late. <laughs> All right. And uh, how late was he, Jamie? Um, probably about a half an hour. Ooh, that's not nice. good. It's not, were you sitting there in the restaurant alone? What was his excuse? Uh, he had to work. His wife wouldn't let him. <laughs> <laughs> you go to that whore? Uh, no, that's I awesome. Mean, I just say we've been married for 12 years. Excellent. Right. Excellent, guys. That's cool. All right. Thanks, Jamie. I appreciate it. Well, this guy, you know, it, it was a good idea. Um, and apparently, and she had told him 
uh, like the the next day or, or a couple of days after, she's like, "Do you uh, you know you have a TikTok account?" And he said, yeah. "No." And she's like, "Well, just to let you know, I <laughs> posted this video about us going on a date at Target, and it has exploded, <laughs> and it went viral. It's probably got over a million views at this point. It's but pretty wild. The people saying that that was a great idea, a good sign yeah. that this is a keeper." And they're going to go out on another date, and we'll see how it goes. Get so. creative. It's yeah. a good. It's a good way to... That's the thing. But it's hard to... Sometimes it's hard to come up with that outside-of-the-box thing. Yeah. And, uh, but if you hit it just right, it can be perfect. What, do, drink, uh, drink a bottle of booze in the car. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. One more caller real quick, though. I have uh, Jackie, who's on the line. Good morning, Jackie. Good morning. Hey, um, you're not calling in about first dates, are you? No, I'm not. Oh, what do you call? I'm calling? married, so I can't have a person. <laughs> I got you, but you do have something to tell us, right? Yes. What is it? I won five hundred bucks. Yeah! Oh, yeah. Cash winner. And Jackie, not only five hundred dollars, but we're going to give you tickets to go to see the MMRPQ with us. Oh wow! Yeah, you get the tickets too. It's nice. Where are you calling from, Jackie? Philadelphia. Philadelphia. You live in Philly? You work in Philly? I live in Philly. I Excellent. live in Philly. What part, what part of Philly? Uh, Mayfair. Mayfair section of Philadelphia. Nice. Excellent. Jackie, yeah. been a long-time MMR fan? Yes. Well, we want to thank so you cool. for those years of listening yes. by giving you $500 yes. and tickets to go to the MMRBQ. Congratulations oh. to you, Jackie. Thank you very much. I'm excited. All right. Hang on a second. <laughs> there you go. Next shot is coming up at 10 a.m., roughly an hour from now. We'll give you a special word and tell you how to enter it to us, and maybe you'll be just like Jackie and win all the goods. We're going to break and be back in a moment. When we come back, Henry Winkler and also Jane Seymour joining us. So stay with us. 93.3 WMMR presents... Concert Cash. You could win 500 bucks. Plus a pair of tickets to the MMRBQ May 21st. Weekdays at 8 a.m., 10, and noon. Then 2, 4, 6, and 8 p.m. Listen for the Concert Cash sounder. When we'll give you a keyword. Text it to 45911. Or enter it on our website or app to get in the running for the $10,000 grand prize every time you play. The official rules and details at WMMR.com. Free MMRBQ tickets and cash to blow at the show. On merch, adult beverages, or whatever you want. It's MMR's Concert Cash. Sponsored by AAA Distributor on Grant Avenue. In stock, kitchen, bath, and flooring products. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. We got a couple minutes for our first guest. Henry Wrinkler is going to be joining us, but uh, I'd like to reiterate again. We made a couple of announcements a little while ago about uh, the. Um, MMRBQ that uh, we have two things to bring you up to speed on. Number one today is uh, the announcement of the 424 pack deal uh, for four tickets, and it's eighty dollars total, which means twenty bucks per ticket. It's pretty awesome. Uh, plus the Ticketmaster fees, and uh, that's through May second at ten p.m. So that was the announcement. And then the other one was that we are going to have something new at MMRBQ this year. It is the Preston and Steve side stage. Yeah. And uh, we need to, I, we'll find out and tell you exactly where that is in the venue when we have things uh, all set up and ready to go. But we're going to have uh, three cool things that are going to be taking place on that stage. Number one, it's the MMR debut, MMRBQ debut of our friends Froggy, as they will be yeah. performing live on that stage, that three-piece punk rock group that we love. Uh, and this is a song called Emo Scum, by the way. <laughs> Midwest emo scum. Oh, Midwest emo scum. 
Froggy's going to be playing a set, and then Jackie Bam Bam will get up, and uh, his party deck will return with him being the DJ, and he'll spin a set for us. Excellent. And uh, we are going to have a live band karaoke. The band is called Sidearm, and eventually you could be the lead singer up on stage at the MM Barbecue on the President Steve side, the side stage. We have details coming later on the week on how you can be entered to be one of our singers, and it'll involve you making a video of you singing and posting it on social media. When we did um, our idol, uh, what was, yeah, uh, uh, what did we call it? Pandemic idol. Pandemic idol. Or isolation yeah. idol. Yeah, isolation yeah. idol. There was a ton of talented people that entered that that really tore it up singing rock songs. So yep. it's be a nice uh, opportunity for yep. you. So that is all out there now for MMRBQ. You can get the details at WMMR.com. Uh, can I do a couple shout-outs while we're waiting for Mr. Winkler? Yeah. Uh, we may have time for only one. Uh, this it says, hey, President, be so great if you could send a juicy shout-out to my friend Sue, who is celebrating her 60th birthday on April 15th. So a little late with this because we were out. Uh, Sue and I work together and listen to you guys every single morning. Thanks. And that is from De- Denise Beck. So there's a shard That's out awesome. there. Uh, and then I will do a, another one. It says, hey, Preston, not sure how I'm supposed to go about this, but my daughter Jen, longtime listener, 25 plus years. She will be celebrating her 40th birthday on April 14th. Her name is Jen uh, Donatucci. And lives in Abington. She listens to your show every day. She's an amazing mother, daughter, sister, and friend. She's got two amazing kids and a fantastic husband. She's always there to lend a hand. You read this yesterday. I did do this one. Yeah, is this, this Kathy? Is uh, this the one that said Kathy help help us out? Oh, you know what? I printed it twice because Marissa sent this to me as well. Aww. So uh, you know what? Aww. Another happy birthday, shark. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sometimes. There you go. You got your second one. You got two of them. So nice. I had Don't to contact do it. us next year. So nice. I had to do it twice. Uh, and then here's another one. It says, uh, hey, my name's Courtney Rose. My husband's 50th birthday, Thursday, April 14th. And I was uh, really hoping that you could uh, send a juicy wet shard out to him. Uh, his name is J.R. Rose, and he absolutely loves your show. He's been a very faithful listener for years and years and years and years, and he got me hooked. Uh, you guys absolutely rock. I've never laughed so hard in the mornings. Thank you for all you guys do. It's greatly appreciated. J.R. Rose turning the big 5-0 and never looked so good. She said that's from Courtney Rose. So that that's is very nice for you guys. All right. Now our guest is ready to go, and we love having him on any day of the week. Yes. Uh, he's such a great guy, and he does wonderful things like writing great kids' books. Getting kids to read. A ton of them. It's a wonderful thing. And, of course, he's got a show, uh, Barry. Uh, season three is going to premiere on Sunday yes. on HBO, by the way. And it's uh, we, we need to count how many people that we've had on the show that have actually been mentioned in the Hanukkah song by uh, Adam Sandler. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't know if there, we've had that many, but we definitely know he has been in, or at least his character has right. been. Right, yeah. Please welcome the one and only Mr. Henry Winkler yeah. to our show this morning. Henry, good morning. Good morning. I just wanted to say that uh, I, I wish Courtney Rose only the best. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, yes. We yes. got a birthday shout-out from Henry Winkler. Oh, that is the best, man. <laughs> hey, Henry, I... Everybody needs a birthday shout-out. And then <laughs> Adam Sandler, when I heard myself in the Hanukkah song, yeah. I made it my business to find him. I called him up. And thanked him for including me. And then all of a sudden, I was in The Water Boy. Yes. You're in The Water Boy. You're in yeah, a couple of different movies. 
bees. Happened. You're attacked by bees in Little Nicky. Yeah. Uh, yeah so. In Little Nicky. So it's 11 o'clock at night. I get a phone call. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's Adam. I really need a favor. Uh, uh, which, whatever the guy's name yeah. is, Sosa. He's a, uh, a baseball player. He didn't show up. And, and you gotta do me this solid. So I get out of bed, I drive for about an hour, I get to the park, I sit down for three hours, they put bees on my face, I'm smiling. And there I am. I'm in that movie. Wow. It's a, it's a, it's actually a hilarious bit that he has to do something that I guess is just, a, you know, the, the nicest guy is you have this reputation of being and, and uh, having to get attacked by bees. It was very funny. So, oh. but you got, you've got, of course, Barry, which is a, uh, a, a huge hit. Uh, uh, Casey is a massive fan. We, we do love the show. Uh, it's been a couple of years, though. It's been in stasis because obviously all things COVID. So this is the third season. It's been a long time coming. We were sitting at the table reading the first two scripts in 2019. Wow. There was a lunch for us prepared right outside the door. We're all sitting there. We read the scripts. We have our lunch. It's finger food. We're all picking at each other's plate. Oh, my God. <laughs> The next day, we're called in, and we are going to read the next few scripts. Same lunch. You know, there's leftovers. HBO is cheap. And <laughs> all of a sudden, we hear on the radio, the NBA has canceled their season. Right. We look at each other. We get a call from the main office at HBO. Hey, guys, go home. It'll be about eight weeks. You'll be fine. We go home. And two and a half years later, <laughs> yeah. we come back to shoot the third season. Well, I hear uh, uh, an interesting thing happened. So the writers wrote a, a complete third and fourth season and then went back and sort of rewrote the third season. So it's been really, uh, really worked on and curated. And uh, apparently everyone is just thrilled with the way it's coming along. You know, I'll tell you something. Bill Hader mm. and Alec Berg are the producers and the creators the directors, and Bill is the uh, star. Right. And you could not ask for better bosses because they create an incredible environment for you to be in. They create a very special space that is really structure, and then inside that structure, you're free to be your character. And then together, as a group, we are friends oh. on and off the screen. It's awesome. And it's, it, it, I saw the first two episodes just uh, two nights ago. They showed me. Uh, and it's incredible. I can't wait. I, I, you know, and I've watched every single episode, and I, I can't sing the praises of Barry enough to anybody. Uh, the, the first two seasons are amazing. Uh, the episodes were only like a half hour long, so it's palatable. And like now, like if you want to binge it, you can binge it really quick. Get caught up. Get caught up. But the the fact that it the way the last episode ended at the end of season two, and then I've had to wait this long, and I, <laughs> along with you know millions of other people, have had to wait this long for this story to continue. It has been uh, torture. I mean, it, it really has been because the show is so good, and the way it was left up, it was just absolutely torturous for the last couple of years. Okay, so I'm on stage 19 on Paramount Lot. That is the very stage I shot 10 years of Happy Days. Wow. I'm lying in my bed on stage 19 on Paramount Lot, and all of a sudden I whip out of bed and I go, oh my God, Barry. 
Gary Berkman did it. <laughs> I realized that that Bill Hader's character killed the woman I love. I finally found love, and he has ripped it out of my heart. What do I do now? I sit on my bed. I open a box, and there is a gun that was given to me by Rip Torn. It was screen-used, and all of a sudden, the adventure begins. Very cool. It is so good. And, and by the way, Henry... You're a great actor. You like I, every single character you portray on the on the uh, screen or on on the TV is completely different than the one before. And I don't know if you get enough credit for how good of an actor you are. Well, well you know what I realized for sure is that I'm not a leading guy. I'm, I'm a character actor. So when I have my uh, my script and I see, oh yeah, I can do this. Uh, I go to work. Sometimes. There are not enough calories. It's like chewing um, <laughs> celery. You know, yeah. there's nothing there on the page. And then I have to go home. <laughs> <laughs> well, with Gene and, and your character, who is, you know, the, 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 uh, the an acting teacher and, is, and, and has had this revelation about a student he thought was just kind of eccentric. Um, uh, I wanted to ask you, yourself, uh, have you ever taught? Because I know Ron Howard has taught um, on the Masterclass series. Have you been approached to do that for acting? You know what? I have taught five Masterclasses in my professional life. At Emerson College, where I went. At Northwestern, where Gary Marshall went. Uh, at um, at the, the big festival, the South by Southwest in Austin, Texas. Uh, I taught two classes. And that's been it. The rest of it, I've had 14 teachers, and I just take a little from here and a little from there right. and wrap them all together and make this horrible teacher, Gene Cousinow. <laughs> you know, I have all these students. They're adorable. They have to wear pants. And uh, it, all they have to do is pay me on time and in cash. After that, I don't care. Hey, Henry, you had, you had mentioned character actors, and Steve here mentioned Ron Howard. And to tie both of those two subjects together, today is Clint Howard's birthday. We were talking about his career. He was earlier. my catcher. When when we were doing Happy Days, we were also a Happy Days ball team. Yeah. Gary Marshall dreamed of owning some sort of uh, franchise, some mm -hmm. sports franchise. So we traveled all over the country to every ballpark, every major league um, ballpark, and played a an exhibition game. And then we traveled with the uh, USO mm. and traveled and played with the troops That's great. in Okinawa Wow! and all over Germany. And Clint Howard was... The guy who taught me how to play baseball. I never played baseball before. I, I saw, a, it was either a documentary or a feature on Happy Days, and that was a big part of your guys' bonding, was you would play all of these ball games. Yeah, because we played every Sunday. Wow. We played somewhere here in Southern California against other shows, um, uh, agencies, you know, where um, uh, the actors' agents right. formed a team. Uh, and we played every Sunday as the red and white uniforms, happy days. Yeah. It was amazing. I loved it. I, I've never played before. Wow. Well, I, we also have to ask, because the last time we were on, you talked about uh, Hollywood versus the Galaxy uh, had just come out. 
uh, and uh, and you you we found out that you were in a staggeringly prolific. Uh, author uh, who had also viewed battle dyslexia, you know, overcame that obviously. Uh, so, are you working on the next book now? We are. Um, the the uh, alien superstar, uh, Hollywood versus the Galaxy, is the last of that trilogy. It is for fifth grade to seventh grade. But right now, we're working on a little book for very beginning readers. And it's about a little duckling who has this dream about being a detective. Ah, uh, okay. And this is uh, th- this is coming out when? Uh, and it, that will be in uh, the fall of 2023. Okay, excellent. Very cool. Well, you got to come That's on again. Great. We well, love listen, having you on. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, we, you bet I will be here. <laughs> I will be here. We would talk to you anytime, Henry. We know you got to run. But Thanks. listen, just reminding people, Season 3 Barry premieres HBO Sunday at 10 p.m. Always great to talk to you, sir. Thank you. And stay well, and, and I hope your families are well. And what a pleasure. Excellent. Oh, thank you. All thank right, you. let's hear it from yeah. He means it, too. Yeah. 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 And uh, the gal got a shard out. <laughs> that was hilarious. Oh, my God. That's great. <laughs> oh, my God. He is the best. I watched in, in preparation because he was coming on today. I went back, Steve, and I watched the the last part. Uh, it's the final scene of Happy Days. Oh, yes. And Richie is leaving. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's moving to California or something like that. And the last scene is between him and Fonzie. Yeah. And because they were, the, they became the core of the show. They became the core of the show. Yeah, and and he and and the last line is from Henry Winkler, and, yeah. and he just says, and he gets choked up. Yeah. He's like, I just want you to know, I love you very much. Yeah, and and as long as he wasn't even acting, oh, I got no, I got no. so choked up watching it, yeah. man. But what and he does, even in the dumbest movies, uh, what is it? The uh, was uh, and I enjoy it. The Kevin James movie about the wrestling. The the um, oh, here comes the boom. Here comes the boom. Yeah. Uh, he's he's heating up. What was it? He's Henry Winkler's cooking food on the on the radiator on the on the, uh, on on the, the car cars. heater yeah. and gets everyone food poisoning. But <laughs> he gets he does you know you there's the master of the slow burn and there's the master but he gets these looks on his face and he mm-hmm. lets things breathe like he did initially in Night Shift when you realize this oh guy's really great in comedy. I I love and, he, and the thing about Night Shift that was probably his first real role after Happy Days. He'd done one called I think Heroes where he was like a oh. worm farmer with um, yeah. with uh, Sally. It was just a weird, he was a Vietnam vet. But you had never seen him as a put-upon person because right. he was fun. He was larger he was than like, life. Yeah. Yeah. And to see him as uh, Chuck, the character, uh, <laughs> just beaten down was hilarious. <laughs> he was That That movie oh, was great. great. It's great. Mm-hmm. And that was uh, uh, Michael Keaton's uh, screen. That, that uh, kicked in for him. That, yeah. that, that got them him going. So if you've never and seen a movie, Night Shift. Directed by Ron Howard. It's, it's such a great movie. Um, we have a couple minutes, right? Uh, we're going we're gonna to get Jane Seymour on in a second, but but I saw Let's this. have her deliver some shard outs. Yeah. I, I saw <laughs> this uh, in conjunction. We were talking baseball with uh, with Henry. Do you guys see the the uh, San Diego Padres? What they've done? Mm-mm. No. Uh, so yesterday they became the first Major League Baseball team to announce a deal for ad patches on their uniforms. Oh no, kidding! Wow. Yes, yeah, it's just a matter of time. So the Motorola logo will be worn on the right sleeve of the players' jerseys next season. So That's a shame. Do, do we think it's going to head into Premier Football League it, it's yeah, gonna have territory? To. I, I hope mean, not. A lot of the teams in the NBA, if not all of the teams, are already doing it. Uh, in hockey, they were starting to do it on 
helmets uh, during the lockout, and I mean not the lockout during the pandemic when they were playing. And once uh, they started the, the naming rights, the stadiums and yeah. things like that, they were like, well, okay, you we can't put it, it back in the bottom. Part, right. part of the issue for all of the leagues is because of the last two years, attendance is way down, and so people weren't literally weren't able to go to games. And TV rights uh, make a lot of money for all of the franchises, but they needed to find ways to make up revenue, and this is a way to do it. I mean, so they're not they haven't done it. I don't think so in football yet, but I mean, if you think about it. Whoever makes the jerseys, they're getting that signage. You know what I mean? Like the, the you know, Nike logo or the Adidas logo or whatever. Uh, that is on the jerseys. Well, nobody even thinks twice about that. But I mean to have like like uh, Applebee's on. No, uh, I know. Yeah, yeah. I know. And That's it, the issue. Or Spalding on the, over their nutsack. Well, <laughs> and for me, like if I want to wear a jersey, like, you know, so I was following uh, Manchester United. Right. And I wanted to buy a Man U jersey. But. It, and it, it was just a Chevy logo on the front of the jersey. It didn't say man, you know. It was a tiny little patch that says like Manchester United somewhere. In the, but the so the most prominent feature of their uniform is the Chevy is slogan. The Chevy, wow. and I was like, I don't want to wear. Yeah, it. but look at the union. Yeah, the, the yeah. Bimbo is huge. On and that I do front. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do because I love Entenmann's cookies. I love right. <laughs> Bimbo. Yeah, it's funny that it's the Padres that are doing this. I just looked up their net worth, which is one point five billion dollars, and um, they have a beautiful stadium and a fit. Pretty loyal fan base. Uh, I'm surprised it's not a franchise like the Miami Marlins, who do terribly and uh, can't get anybody to come to the games, or the Tampa Bay Rays. You know, the, the, the fact that it's a Southern California team that's profitable. Yeah, but that's yeah. why. Because people want to buy uh, on their uniforms, not on a game where nobody's going to go. Yeah, but they're, they're doing this as a money-making endeavor for the franchise itself in the games. Do you think this the is issue is... to do with selling jerseys. Nick, if it's like one, like with, with um, you know, with Chevy or whatever, you have one... I think the thing people don't want to have are uniforms that look like a refrigerator with all sorts of like a like a like, like a NASCAR. NASCAR exactly yeah. 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 Well, the basketball jerseys right now is just the the one little patch kind of the t- yeah. top corner right now. I'm a purist when it comes to all of it. I, I balk at it, and it's just me being stubborn, I guess, about it. I, and nostalgic. I, well, yes. Yeah. I, I mean, look. <laughs> Here's how, but here's how backwards I my brain is sometimes. I got I got I bristled at the fact that the Los Angeles Lakers changed the name of their venue from the Staples Center to the Crypto <laughs> dot com Arena or whatever. Right. It was already a corporate franchise mm. that had the naming rights on it. It was the Staples Center, yeah, yeah. and I'm like, oh man, it's been the Staples Center for twenty plus years. Like he's keeping things pure, right? Exactly. But you know, I I like the Yankee stadiums. You know, the Lambeau Fields. I, I like uh, uh, arenas that don't have corporate names on them. Uh, it's just personal preference, but you know it's 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 inevitable. Most uh, places are going to be that, no matter what. Uh, so this has already popped up right away because they just MLB and the, and the players' union uh, reached a um, uh, in March an agreement. They were given the right to have the the patch ads on the on the uniforms and sticker ads on the helmets. So they were like, boom, they're jumping on this. Uh, uniform ads will start with the 2023 season. So actually, it's not going to happen this season. However, helmet ads may begin with uh, the year's <laughs> postseason. Preston, I always think of the uh, you know the original Bad News Bears uh, and all the other Chico's teams. Bail bonds. Chico's Bail Bonds. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think the, the, uh, the Yankees, uh, it was Denny's. Yeah, right. Yeah. They had a, a national. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and the Bad News Bears had Chico's Bail Bonds. Uh-huh. And that happened to us as well when we were playing Little League Baseball. For years, we were the Padres, right? right. And Padres, Padres, Padres. And then, and so Padres, Royals, Phillies, and all of that. And then it became... 
We were like Modesti Contractors versus Voight's Golf versus um, uh, Kenogen Funeral Home. You know, that, that was Kenogen. Uh, the Dodgers became Kenogen. I was in sixth grade, Vincent C. Oliva Funeral Home. Yeah. And we were terrible. And my dad was always like, well, you shouldn't have been sponsored by a funeral home. Half the players were dead. Yeah. But it was, like, it was like Vincent C. Oliva Funeral Home and Paoli. The Phillies That's became, uh, Phillies became uh, Capizzoli's Catering. Uh, oh my gosh! I, I, so I, you couldn't you couldn't retain the team name. You would have to be known as there the, was no team name on your jersey because I played. You had a number uh, on the York, back. I told you I was on the Phillies for two or three years. Yeah, it depends on where you are because it, at the Harleysville uh, Little Leagues, they the teams had yes. a, a professional name, but they also had a sponsor. We sponsored. I, I, I bought a sponsorship for the President and Steve show on, on their jerseys. Right? I Kathy, have one you're right, sponsoring, right? I have one right now. Yeah. Right now, yeah. I have a softball team, yeah. Kathy Romano? Collection. Yeah, oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yep. And all the moms are getting jewelry for Mother's Day. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> That's smart, man. But yeah, yeah so where, but where they, my kids played. Wait, same thing, though, Preston. It's, um, they are an actual team name, but I'm the sponsor, but I'm on the back of their jersey. You're on the okay. back of the jersey. That's awesome. Yeah. And so Do you my, have a picture? I'd like to yeah, see it. Yeah. 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 My kids all played Little League and T ball and they had team names. But I guess it's because, you know, all the sponsorships, there was signage around the uh, the baseball fields and stuff like that. Well, we have to see uh, yeah. maybe about selling sponsorships on pajamas, Preston. Yes. Well, yeah. you know, I got somebody yeah. you can it, talk to yeah. because she's on the line. Uh, <laughs> she is a very elegant woman who has a new pajama line TV show. Friend and, of the show. And loves her chickens. Yes. Of yeah. course, because last time she was showing us around <laughs> her chickens. Please welcome the amazing Jane Seymour yeah. to the show. Hi there. Hi, Jane. How are you? Really well, thank you. <laughs> Are, I, now, I, I mentioned the chickens. Are you still, uh, you know, deep in, in chicken poop, I guess? Or? <laughs> oh, yes. We have way too many chickens. You know, I had this crazy idea of sort of spring and Easter to let some of the eggs that, you know, we normally would be eating turn into little baby chickens. So right now I think we're overrun with chickens. Oh, uh, my you, yeah. you you were pretty you were pretty locked and loaded before you had a ton of chickens. So it would just... Yeah. You, uh, you... And they have the best real estate here too. You know, I don't know. <laughs> yes, it's, it's it's glorious. Listen, the I'm very excited about uh, the uh, your your show that you're uh, promoting, Harry Wild, as well as we'll talk about the pajamas. But uh, I love whodunits. Uh, I I love um, this. Uh, seems to be giving you also ones that aren't um, in in the vein of like a, a, a Columbo or uh, engaging. Um, it allows you a chance to participate in solving uh, quirky characters. Uh, is this from a from a original uh, from a series of novels, or is this an original for uh, television? This is an original for television. The brilliant Dave Logan came up with it, and uh, it's just such a gift. I mean, everyone's gone crazy for it. I mean, the only Christmas I've had so far is that they want more. <laughs> <laughs> When you when you binged eight of them and you've already watched them three times, you, you know it, it's fantastic. I'm I've never been so excited actually. I, I, literally globally, people are going crazy for it, and um, and yeah. I'm and it's a wonderful, fun character to play. And I'm I'm hoping that I get back to to doing some more of them. I love to see this. And again, my wife and I are, are, are fans. So we we were um, only murders in the uh, um, a building the uh, the the Hulu series with Steve Martin and uh, Martin Short and anything like that that's engaging. That um, they're they're classic going back to Agatha Christie and all of that sort of stuff. But you are a quirky character. You mentioned um, your character uh, is is a, a professor. A, a literature yes. professor, you get mugged, 
And so your life goes in a slightly different trajectory after that point, correct? Exactly. Well, first of all, she rather acerbically, you know, goes in front to the university where she's professor of English literature in, in uh, Trinity, and she quits in front of all of her students and basically says, you know, I don't care about you. You're, you know, mindless and a waste of air because you're just taking your parents' money and you think you can go party because it's English literature and it's easy, it's book. Right. Bye-bye. And then, she, you know, she does like to go down to the pub. Um, <laughs> she hits a lot of shots um, and, and uh, you know, is a constant uh, lover of red wine and, um, <laughs> and whatever man she fancies when she does. So, you know, she's never been married. Her name is Harriet, but she goes by Harry. And... Um, she basically, having been mugged, finds herself recuperating briefly at her son's house. Her son is an actual detective. And she's bored to tears because he has terrible literature in the house. And he, she realizes the thing on the TV about a disappearing girl and, a, and a, you know, whatever's gone on. Basically, she, she sees the case notes and she realizes that she knows from an Elizabethan play that no one else would probably know unless they studied English literature that this guy is kind of... That's the clue. And no one will listen to her, especially her son, who kicks her out. And inadvertently, she becomes not only a detective, but she takes, she finds the young kid who was her mother, realizes he's not a bad guy, just, you know, wrong side of the tracks, mm. doesn't want to study. And, and she, basically, the whole premise of this, of this series is that they become this, this wonderful detective duo. Um, I love they it. don't mean to, but they're successful at it. And he, you know, he, he's 15, he comes from. You know, the streets, so he knows a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy who knows the dogs, who knows, you know, how to pick locks. And um, <laughs> she uses her knowledge of literature and history to solve the crime. So it's a wonderfully, you've never seen this show before. That's what's fun about it. No, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely uh, going to check into it because this, this stuff, again, I, I just, I love being able to be engaged by this. We're, I think we're all fans of true crime stories. Uh, you know, and, and uh, you know, a- anything like that is engaging. Hell, Netflix is half of the true true crime and other stuff similar to that. So you said the worldwide the reaction has been very good to this. And is it, is it, it has. It's, it's shot in Ireland? It's shot in Ireland. And a lot of people don't know what Acorn is, but Acorn is an incredible streaming channel uh, that has a lot of um, English, Irish, um, Australian, New Zealand, you know, the best of all of that. Material and uh, very sweetly, they've uh, they're giving a, a free month subscription, so you can watch my show if you if you uh, subscribe with the name Jane in capitals. All right. So, um, uh, but it is yes, it it's literally sold literally all over the world right now, which is unbelievable. Excellent. How much time did you have to spend uh, shooting the the series in Ireland? You had to have well, been there was, for a while. It was COVID time, um, ah. so it was kind of tough. But I was there about four and a half months. Wow! And um, we we shot it, you know, for what we were doing, quite quickly, really. But they gave me an incredible cast. We we got the the best crew. I um, mean, I was crying when when we finished the last scene. Uh, I just burst into tears. I just felt <laughs> that these people were the most wonderful family of. Sorry, actors, writers, and and crew that I'd ever worked with. They were ah, just lovely. That's and, great. And did you channel that emotion into creating a new pajama line? <laughs> I did. I'm wearing them right now. All right. <laughs> yeah. So I I don't know about you, but you know, if you have the ultimate pajamas, you just never want to take them off. And oh. if they happen to be nice enough to wear with your jeans and go out in, they're even more desirable. <laughs> um, we're, we're looking. And, uh, as you, 
Well, the, the good news is that I'm a painter, and uh, the, the bad news is I ran out of space to put my paintings, so I thought I'd put them on my clothing. So I've um, <laughs> done a very limited number of pajamas, some with my koi fish, but my koi fish have teal in them. I have never seen a koi fish with teal. Oh, okay. So I, they're, they're, they're artwork, right? And um, they're sort of yin-yang, and um, boys and girls are wearing them, men and women. And then um, the other one with poppies and butterflies, and uh, very colourful. And, you know, I've been doing what I love to call, call art to wear. If you go to janeseymour.com, you can see it all there. And I haven't done it with a big company. It's literally coming straight from my, my studio. So, That's great. Um, at the moment, it's a very limited edition. If you want them, you better grab them quick because we're going to run out soon. But, you know, one day maybe I'll, I'll go wider with them. But for right now... Yeah, chickens. Um, Yes. I, I, yes, I've actually thought about putting chickens on PJs, but I don't know. Pajamas um, are, are, are are kind of magical to me, Jane, because the moment that I that I slip them on, that I, and, and I try to find to if I can do it earlier and earlier in the day, is I agree. It means nothing, but it, it's me time now. It's it's all <laughs> everything else is is just uh, disintegrated, and now I can be me. Yeah. From here exactly. on out. Exactly. Yeah. That that and a piece of chocolate. Oh. I mean, what more do you need? <laughs> and then you can go stream your favorite show. I know. I I, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't really want to ever take mine off. But, yes. you know, um, I think that's one of the things we've learned through this, this, this COVID thing is that we've suddenly gone, wait a minute, certain things we've been doing here actually are things we like. Well, <laughs> let me... It's a bit, a, bit, a bit hard for, you know, getting some of the young people to go back to work. Well, let me ask Not you, Jane. Me, I, I like working. <laughs> is it is it ever appropriate to go to like the local convenience store in your pajamas? Uh, these ones you can, yes, absolutely. These, I mean, I've, I've shown people how I wear them. I wear them with with, um, with jeans, and um, I, I wear jeans in the jacket. Sometimes I'll just wear the the nightshirt open, like a sort of long jacket. Sometimes I'll just wear the PJ bottoms with a really nice T-shirt or a sweater. <laughs> I mean, people don't realize it, but I've actually, you know, you can anyone can wear these in in real life. It's but very cool. Snuggly, yes. They, they they don't scream PJ at you, you know. No, no. It's a, it's, there's a little bit of subterfuge going on. You're not quite sure, but that's that's really cool. And, I, and you're you're modeling virtually everything I, on the right. site. So uh, now we've we've known in the past you've done some jewelry uh, yeah. lines and things like that. Is, yes. is this the first time in in uh, clothing and apparel? No, actually, I did okay. do it a long time ago. For um, I had a JS line a long time ago with a company called Blair. Um, and you know they and it was great and i again i i created all the prints on silk um and my if you look on my site you'll see there's a lot of scarves where the beauty of of doing art to wear and scarves and pjs is you you don't have to worry about exact measurements you know they they they're pretty you know i mean especially scarves <laughs> right there, there's anyway <laughs> But um, uh, I have done it, and um, you know maybe I'll I'll do it again. But I think um, I, I really have loved the idea of creating something that you can't buy anywhere else. So that's um, that's you know why the my actual artwork is is on the pieces. Jane, and um, have yeah. you have you considered doing a uh, like like a full lifestyle brand, a la a Martha Stewart right. or a Gwyneth Paltrow? Because it seems like well, you have I all of these do. things I've going done, on. Yeah, so I. I do have I have a furniture line with Michael Amini. It's very successful. Again, it's global, um, and so I do furniture and uh, and soft furnishings with him. Um, uh, JTV. I've got an amazing line of jewelry, a huge collection, uh, much bigger than I'd had before. And um, you could go online and buy that. 
directly, or I go on JTV on television from time to time, and I and I you know appear on the show. Um, so I'm constantly doing that, but I don't have it all. You know, I suppose I do have it under one roof, JaneSeymour.com. You okay. can find it. But um, no, I'd I'd love to. I mean, I I've got a crepe race, which is the the skincare I use, which everyone keeps saying what's your secret, and I said <laughs> I use what I I use what I talk about. Yeah. I actually use it. Mm. I don't just talk about it. <laughs> but, and um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I mean that's um, honestly Jane... for another four years. So <laughs> they must they must think that I'm aging well. Yeah, well, you're, you're very you're obviously busy, uh, and this is cool. But these those kind of things are, are home runs, and yeah. and, and people uh, all the stuff has been a hit. So uh, honestly, I have to imagine some of those chickens aren't getting loved as much as they should be with your schedule so packed. Uh, well, you know, I, I I think there's a lot of love around here. And I, I'm, I'm good at I'm good at sharing my love. Sharing your love. I believe All right. That. All right. Well, we want to remind people of uh, Harry Wild new episodes every Monday, and check out Acorn TV. Yeah, uh, if you haven't seen that yet, because uh, like you said, Jane, there's a, there are a lot of different uh, programs that uh, originate out of uh, I believe you said uh, Ireland, England, uh, New Zealand, and, uh, and Australia. Australia. Yeah. Australia. All right. Well, we'll do that, and also uh, JaneSeymour.com pajamas that you can wear to the store, and it's the best of all possible worlds. Uh, you've got to love that, uh, Jane. We love you. Thank you so much for coming on this morning. And if you like the show or the PJs, let me know on Insta. Oh, absolutely. Facebook, I I actually do it. So that would be fun. Absolutely. We will do it. Thank you so much. Jane Seymour. Take care, Jane. We'll see you another time. I'm looking at her her Instagram account right now. Nick had uh, pulled her up. Talking about a woman uh, aging gracefully. Oh my god, gracefully. she looks fantastic. She is just stunning. And, and she it, she is really active on Instagram. She posts all these videos and stuff like that. And she she will put like her clothes up. She went to um, some p- party during the award season and uh, you know posted a picture of her outfit. She's really cute. Yep. Most definitely. Okay. And by the way, that is yeah. a that is a thing. Just so you guys know, is wearing your these pajamas that can transition into an outfit to go out in. All right. And how do you feel about that? I mean, I'm okay with it if you if you dress it up. You don't go to you know in your Eagles printed <laughs> jammy pants to Wawa. Okay. Uh, whatever. <laughs> All right. Well, anyhow, uh, as we take a break, and we are taking a break, I would like to give away a copy of the Batman on digital. Ah! We'll take the 14th caller and set it up, uh, set you up with it, 215-263-WMMR, and you can own it on 4K Ultra HD on May 24th, which is, this is before you can get it, or you can get it on digital now, by the way. So we'll give this away to you on digital. 215-263-WMMR. We'll be back in a moment. Bizarre File Stories coming up next. WMMR proudly presents the return of Kathy's Cuts, benefiting wigs for kids, Monday, May 2nd. Hey, everyone, we're back, so get your ponytails ready for the chopping block. It's for a great cause, Wigs for Kids. Their mission, helping children look themselves and live their lives. Two locations this year, Gravity Hair Salon in Plymouth Meeting and David Arnold Hair Salon in Jenkintown. Make sure you have at least 12 inches, preferably 14 inches of hair to donate. And with what's left, the amazing stylist from Gravity and David Arnold Hair Salons will craft you a great new do. All donors get a gift bag of products from True Beauty Concepts. So go to PrestonandSteve.com for ponytail guidelines to ensure you have a minimum of 12 inches, but preferably 14 inches of hair to donate. Then make your appointment to join us May 2nd. Kathy's Cuts, benefiting wigs for kids. From 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. 
Let me see here. We got. Uh, what do you think we should do, Case? You should do the bizarre file. Or? Yeah, yeah. We All right. do a short. One. We'll do a shorty. Here we go. Oh. Oh. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. It's all good. I sprung it on him. Brought to you this morning by Annie Max Golf Tournament, benefiting service dogs for veterans. It's almost here. You can become a sponsor by visiting fetchtheballcharity.com and use promo code ROCK for a free gift. Uh, We'll start with this. A very determined and naughty bear has walked more than 100 miles back to his hometown. Juan Juan Carrito hit the headlines last year after several high-profile crimes in the Italian town of Roccarazzo. Roccarazzo. I don't know how you say it. It's a Roccarazzo. Thank you. Uh, His name is Juan Carrito. Thank you. My name is Juan Carrito. Thank you, Juan. He's no problem. Uh, He had become infamous for his biscuit thievery Bin break-ins and public... Some say celebrated. Uh, and public urination. All right, maybe not that. <laughs> In March, the two-year-old was sent behind bars to an enclosure for problem animals. In I the vi- want to see a lawyer. In the village of Palena. Uh, in a bid to rehabilitate the bothersome bear, authorities then released him into the wilds of the Apennine Mountains. Uh, but Juan simply padded his way back to Roccarasso. Uh, a journey of more than 100 miles due to a few woodland detours along the way. <laughs> Might get busy. Uh, park rangers at the uh, Maia National Park were able to track the bear's journey through a satellite collar that he was wearing. Uh, Juan has spent 18 days walking between uh, the valleys of Abruzzo to a return home. This is so lovely. He had initially been banished from uh, Roccarasso. Uh, <laughs> Roccarasso High School. <laughs> You're a Ramon's fan. Absolutely. <laughs> After, I showed him one of your time and Nick many years ago to see BGB. Uh, at a high-profile break-in oh. at a local bakery. It's a legendary uh, show. Oh, so good. <laughs> it was a weird place. It wouldn't have been odd for a bear to right. be yeah. in, in there. In fact, I humped old Blondie that night. Uh, he scoffed an entire afternoon's worth of biscuits before fleeing the floor, forest. So good to flee the forest. <laughs> leaving a trail of crumbs and I metal. I took flight fleeing the forest. And uh, metal trays behind him. The crime was too much for authorities to bear. Uh, uh-huh. And and one uh, was exiled to a remote area in the mountains, but he made his way back. The, by the way, the uh, Mariskin bear population across the area has dwindled to an estimated 65. It's that, me and many. Uh, 65 <laughs> over the past two decades. Wow. This is no good. Uh, though, uh, thought to be the results of illegal hunting or the animals being hit by vehicles. Hey, wow. Juan, I have a question. Yes. Why are koalas not considered bears? Because they're not the koala fight. <laughs> 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 the tag team international interspecies joke. Thank you, Juan. No problem. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> worked that time. What's that? I said it worked that time. It's better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bear you have a bear yeah, sidekick. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Given the punchline, so I, you know, I'm, I'm all for that one. <laughs> Passengers at Boston Logan International Airport. <laughs> Boston Logan International Airport uh, faced confusion, panic, and delays on Easter Sunday after concerns over a suspicious package sparked an evacuation and a visit from the state police bomb squad. Mm. Massachusetts State Police said that their bomb squad had been called to Terminal A 
Uh, just after 4 p.m. after security staff spotted a suspicious item in a bag during a screening of checked luggage. Uh, the video shared on social media uh, do- showed dozens of people uh, appearing to exit the terminal as an airport employee's voice tells everyone to leave through a security checkpoint uh, to be rescreened by Transportation Security Administration agents. Uh, they said you have to ex- exit. Uh, this is mandatory. Uh, you have to exit. This is mandatory. Uh, the person can be heard saying, telling airport staff to evacuate the area. So anyhow, what they ended up finding was a uh, the suspicious item turned out to be a PlayStation game console. Oh. <laughs> well, you don't know sometimes. They said the console was in a degraded condition caused by either age or damage, and they said its condition had caused abnormalities in imaging when it was x-rayed, sparking concerns. So uh, it was an older unit, not like a brand new unit? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So troopers gave the all clear shortly after uh, 5 p.m., allowing passengers to return to the terminal, state police said. All right, we'll do one more. This is a short one. And then we got to get on to the uh, um, concert cash. So a parent dressed in an Easter Bunny costume caused, quote, unquote, chaos after handing out eggs filled with candy and some packed with unopened condoms at an elementary school (gasps) in Austin, Texas. Oh, I thought the person, I saw this. I just saw the headline. I thought they were doing it on purpose. I didn't realize it was at a school. So, yeah, and so I'll explain how this happened. The candy and condom giveaway happened during pickup time. Officials sent a letter to parents explaining what happened and saying that the visit had not been planned or approved by staff. (laughs) They said, we are working to review our safety protocols to ensure this doesn't happen again. Now, officers spoke with the parent in the costume, and the Austin Police Department is investigating whether to press charges, but it may all have been an accident. The parent is a pharmacist who was taking part in a safe sex clinic while dressed in the bunny suit. Now, afterward... They went to pick up their second grade student from school and decided to hand out candy and costume. The parent got mobbed by kids, called her husband to bring more candy-filled eggs. Oh, her no. husband brought the wrong oh, eggs. Oh, they were the ones oh, with the rubbers God. in them. No. And so she was accidentally handing that out. It wasn't that anybody feasible, yeah. trying to make a statement or doing anything <laughs> along those lines. No. So, whoops. And there you go. That is what I have in the Bizarre File for you. All right, now here we go. Here's your concert cash keyword. And the word is start. S-T-A-R-T. You have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter that. Three ways to do it. You can text to the special contest, short code number 45911. Or to be entered into the $10,000 grand prize, you just enter it at the MMR app or at WMMR.com. And one random entry wins $500 in our company-wide contest. And all MMR uh, winners... Receive two free tickets to the MM Barbecue. Winners, get a call from our company Beasley, so make sure that you answer your phone. Contest rules available at WMMR.com. It is sponsored by AAA Distributor. And like I said, the word is start. S-T-A-R-T. You got 15 minutes after the hour to get that in. We'll be back in just a moment. Good luck to you. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on on the web, PrestonandSteve.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant 
Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high quality, round brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Today being a Wednesday morning, we'll get a secret text word winner in a little bit. So you still got just a little bit of time left to text word secret 39333 if you have not done that as of yet. But in the meantime, giving something else away. We have a lesson question. A pair of tickets to see comedian Steve Trevino this Friday at Punchline Philly. And the question that we'll go with this morning is from the 7 o'clock hour. When playing Never Did I Ever on the witness stand, where did Johnny Depp note that he had not farted? Oh. <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. All right, when playing Never Did I Ever on the witness stand, where did Johnny Depp note that he had not farted? Had to have heard it in order to get the answer correct. Okay, that's why we do this. 215-263-WMMR. Call now if you know the answer. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right. Let us see what we have today. Steve, what's going on? Well, speaking of Johnny Depp, he testified in his defamation lawsuit against ex-wife Amber Heard yesterday, saying that she once crapped on his side of the bed in an effort to get him to unknowingly sleep in the mess. However... Heard's brilliant legal team countered with the seldom-used nuh-uh defense. Taylor Swift and Drake's fans going insane after he posted a picture of the two hugging on Instagram. Within minutes of the picture being posted, followers had already labeled the couple couple both Draylor and Swake. (laughs) Those are terrible, right? And finally, 48-year-old Leonardo DiCaprio and 23-year-old girlfriend Camilla Maroney Aww, were seen taking in Coachella over the weekend, Kathy. Leo was reportedly stopped every few feet so people could peek at Camilla in her baby stroller. <laughs> All right, we'll see if anybody knows the answer to this question, which is, uh, while on the witness stand playing Never Did I Ever... Where did Johnny Depp note that he had not farted? 215-263-WMMR. I'll go to Rick. Hey, Rick, how you doing, man? I'm great, sir. How are you? Good, buddy. All right, where did uh, where did Johnny Depp claim he had not farted? In the hot tub. The hot I tub, yep. yeah. 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 Hang on a second, Rick. You got it right, and that means... You got a pair of tickets to see comedian Steve Trevino this Friday, April 22nd, 9.45 p.m. at Punchline Philly. Tickets are on sale now at punchlinephilly.com for each of Steve's shows this weekend. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, this morning it is brought to you by Montage Mountain, Friday, April 22nd. That's this Friday. And Saturday, the 23rd. Sample over 150 craft beers, ciders, and seltzers from 50 of the best breweries nationwide. MontageMountain.com slash Brewfest. We're going to start with this announcement that we made earlier this morning concerning the MMRBQ. Two things that we mentioned. Uh, number one, today we start the 424 pack deal. Four tickets for 80 bucks. So it's 20 bucks per ticket. Uh, plus Ticketmaster fees available now through May 2nd at 10 p.m. or while supplies last. You can get details at WMMR.com. And we announced for the first time ever, all these years of doing yes. the barbecue, 
the Preston and Steve side stage. Yeah. With a little additional entertainment. And it will feature live music from the band Froggy. Mm-hmm. You know Froggy, they do the uh, the Friday song. And, of course, we met them from 7-Eleven Nachos. We love them. Pizza Ball and uh, Midwest Emo. What was it? Midwest Scum. Emo Scum. Yeah. Uh, and they're a blast. <laughs> they played in uh, the camp out for hunger and... Now they're going to do a show, a set, at uh, the Preston and Steve show side stage. Well, right from the get-go, Preston, when the RBQ was announced, people started asking if Froggy was going to be there. It's true. And it took a little working, but uh, it's going to happen. And along with Froggy, uh, there's going to be a set DJ, Jackie Bam Bam, is going to be playing. He loves to do this. It's a Jackie Bam Bam party deck. And so he's going to do a DJ set. And also we have a live band karaoke that's taking place. So the band is called Sidearm. And is the, is the deal they don't have a lead singer? I don't know if that's always the that. case. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they are a live band karaoke. And, and so people come up and they sing uh, songs that you know. And we are going to have an opportunity uh, for a variety of people to end up as being the lead singers for Sidearm. Different songs, and we're going to announce the details later on this week, how you can enter for a slot to be on the show. You know, this is cool on one level. There's a couple of levels. Obviously, you're you're having your experience being up there with the band. But if you're a little shy and don't want to be on the stage alone, you're up there with the band. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So we uh, are happy to announce that details coming soon on that. Uh, we'd also want to mention uh, this in music news. Perry Farrell revealed that... Not only are there plans for some Jane's Addiction road dates, but he's eager to hit the studio with the band uh, this year. Um, Perry Farrell, um, Dave Navarro, Stephen Perkins, and Chris Cheney last played a couple of festival shows during the summer of 2021. One of those would have been ours. Yep. Uh, and during a recent uh, interview, Perry was pressed about the band cutting some new music. He said, you never know. You just never know. But what I would love to see, I would love to see us record a couple of tracks this year. Said even if it's two or three tracks, two tracks, I don't know. I feel two is nice, and I think that people can take two, like two aspirin, he said. So (laughs) they may be doing that. We'll have to see if that happens. Slipknot recently teamed up with The Sandbox, a leading decentralized gaming virtual world and subsidiary of uh, Animoca Brands, the creative uh, to create what's called Notverse, a new Web3 home which will be their hub, hub for NFTs, gaming, lifestyle, concerts, and all things Slipknot. Okay. Uh, Sean Crahan, clown, uh, said, When I started playing Quake Online in 1999 and Minecraft in 2011, it was another level. But at the time, I couldn't have Sid Wilson scratching next to me. I couldn't ha- offer visual art to fans. All we could do together was play the game, but little ideas like that are not only possible now, they barely scratch the surface. We are listening, we are watching, and we are going where our fans are leading us. And if you don't understand or you're worried, know that we're going to help bring our fans along. We are getting in this for all of us, with all of us, and we can't wait for you to see what we have coming up. Uh, You can access the Notverse online at notverse.io, by the way. Limp Biscuit drummer John Otto is trying his luck at dancing. He and his 11-year-old daughter, Ava, are together competing on the reality dance show Come Dance With Me, a competition airing on CBS, which pairs talented young dancers with their untrained parents. Huh. And the show premiere, premiered last Friday. Otto recently said, I just tried to keep up and uh, keep it one foot in front of the other. 
and just try just worried about not trying to embarrass her, let alone embarrass myself. I already embarrassed myself. Uh, so, twelve family teams are competing for a one hundred thousand dollar prize. By the way, uh, throughout the show, they learn and perform different styles of dance from hip hop to ballroom. So he's giving it a shot. Getty Lee of Rush admitted how hard it was to hold his emotions in check while keeping the cancer diagnosis of Neil Peart a secret. Lee spoke about the situation following the band's 2015 tour in which Neil became ill and eventually died of brain cancer on January 7, 2020 at the age of 67. He said that uh, keeping Neil's cancer diagnosis in-house was difficult. He said that was hard. I can't tell you, uh, I, I can't tell you it was easy because it was not easy. And it was ongoing. He was given 18 months at the most. And it went on three and a half years. It was a constant flow of us going to see him, giving him support. What his family had to live with was really difficult. So it was a lot of back and forth. And when you're in that state, it's very hard to function normally because you can't talk to anybody about it because no one's supposed to know. And so people hear rumblings and they bring things up to you and you deflect it. And so that feels, on one hand, dishonest. But on the other hand... You're being loyal to your friends, so F the dishonesty part. That wins. Uh, Lee, who along with Alex Lifeson decided to end Rush following Neil's death, went on to say, uh, I would say that that was the most difficult time for us to move forward during that whole thing because we were in this bubble of grief, sort of walking towards an inevitable and terrible conclusion. Van Halen uh, fans have long been clamoring for a full-on autobiography from Michael Anthony. Recently chatted on a podcast and stated that uh, he, he was asked about the status of his long-awaited memoirs. He said, I have people uh, after me all the time about the stuff like that. Obviously, somebody wants to get another perspective from one of the original Van Halen guys on all that dirt from the band. And I don't know if I'm ready to come out with something like that. Obviously, it, I, it wouldn't be the dirt like some people would want to hear it because I'm not that kind of person. A lot of stuff that went on back then is what is understood between the band. It's the secret brotherhood of what's on the road, stays on the road type of stuff. Uh, Anthony, who records and tours with Sammy Hagar as part of the circle, went on to concede, I think it possibly at some point I'll probably do something. I'm just not ready to do it quite yet. And I also have a couple of other people ask me to do some recipe books with my hot sauces, too. <laughs> he seems like a good dude. Yeah, he seems like a really yeah. good guy. He said, but I've been, I kind of been thinking about that. I really don't have the time to write at the moment, but I wouldn't mind doing something like that, too, right. he said. And then finally, sad news in the world of radio and music in Philadelphia. Sid Mark, the radio DJ who entertained generations of listeners in Philadelphia and across the U.S. playing the music of Frank Sinatra for more than 65 years, passed away. It was uh, WPH, uh, WPHT uh, uh, that released a statement about him uh, passing away. And uh, his Sundays with Sinatra program aired on there. Cause of death was not given. Uh, in addition with Sundays with Sinatra, he also had a long-running show called Fridays with Frank and a nationally syndicated program, Sounds of Sinatra. All three were focused almost exclusively on the singer and master of the Great American Songbook, whose music Mr. Mark never tired of, and with whom Mr. Mark had a decade-spanning friendship until Sinatra's death I mean, in 1998. Uh, obviously, there's so much material there, and, and and he was also, you know, he was the guy who was making the selections, and it meant a lot to people who just adored the show. That's why it lasted for how many years? Uh, it was 65 years, 65. I think. Jesus. Uh, so... 
He was born Sidney Mark uh, Flagelman in Camden, graduated from Woodrow Wilson High School, served in the U.S. Army from 1953 to 55. He was signed to Camp Polk in Louisiana, where he later said he witnessed racism and experienced anti-Semitism. He was also struck by what he called the horrendous heat. There was an old slogan, he said, which was, write to the boys in Korea and pity the boys at Camp Polk, which is where he was. Uh, he was working as a jazz DJ on the graveyard shift at WHATFM in 1956 when a co-worker didn't show up, and Sid decided that he would play an hour of Sinatra. Right. And that started a tradition that would last six and a half decades as he moved to several different radio stations. Sounds of Sinatra was first syndicated nationally in 1979, and Mr. Mark was on WWDB-FM until 1998 when the station switched to a rock and roll format and canceled the show. Uh, the Philadelphia Daily News started a petition drive to get him back on the air, and he moved to WPHT, where he would remain. My uh, son, Brian Mark, said on Tuesday night that he planned to do new intros and wrap around segments uh, to previously taped Sunday with Sinatra and nationally syndicated Sounds of Sinatra shows. Uh, that will include archive material and rarely aired interviews between uh, Sid and Sinatra. Aside from his son, Brian, uh, Mark is survived by his wife, Judy Mark, and his daughter, Stacy Mark, and his sons, Andy and Eric Flagelman. Uh, no funeral or memorial services are currently planned at this point, but mm. sad news. But yeah, he absolutely. leaves uh, a, a great, rich history, and of course, uh, Pierre Robert, probably uh, his biggest fan. Oh, my God. Without question. Yeah. And that is all I have in music news. As we take a break, we need to get a winner for... Uh, the secret text word. And Kathy, I need a number caller, please. 12. All right. 12 caller. You heard her. 215-263-WMMR. We'll come back and find out if you are the correct caller with the correct word. Stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out The Rock Shop at WMMR.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, oh, yeah, and you know what we do on Wednesdays? We do a secret text for a prize. And I think we were looking for caller number 12, and I think it's Andy who's on the line. Hey, Andy, are you there? Hey, I'm here. All right. Hey, Andy! Andy, what's our secret text word today, sir? It is dinger. 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 Yep. It is a baseball-themed word. So, Andy, hang on the line. You're a winner. We are going to give you MLB The Show 22. It's fun for both hardcore and casual baseball gamers. And you can get it now at theshow.com for PlayStation, Xbox, and for the very first time, Nintendo Switch. It's rated E for everyone. So, congratulations, Andy. And also, congratulations to our random texter, Louis uh, Liberati, who is from South Philly. And, Louis, we are also going to give you MLB the show 22. So congratulations to you, my friend. Excellent. Uh, thank you very much to our guests on the program today who would include would have included Mr. Henry Winkler. Yay! Who is just a sweetheart of a man. 
and always has fun stories to share. He does, man. He's a ton of them. At so, the ready. A uh, new season of Barry on HBO, Sunday, April 24th. I know you love that show, it's a Casey. Great show. Uh, so uh, look for that. And also the very lovely Jane Seymour joined us today. A uh, new mystery drama series called Harry Wild is debuting Monday on Acorn TV. And she has this new pajama line of clothing that you can check out at janeseymour.com. She's just a, a lovely woman. She's a delightful woman. She is. And uh, also I want to reiterate that uh, we made an announcement. Froggy is playing the Preston and Steve side stage at MMRBQ. And Jackie Bam Bam's going to be doing a party deck uh, DJ set on the President Steve side stage. And we're also going to have a live band karaoke with the band Sidearm. And we'll have details coming later in the week. How maybe you can end up singing on stage. Pretty cool. At the MM Barbecue. And don't forget that the 424-pack deal is underway now. Four tickets for 80 bucks, So it's $20 per ticket. There are ticket master fees that come along with that. But you can uh, get the details at WMMR.com. And that is while supplies last. We have Pierre Robert here. Good day. Where is the side stage? A good question. Okay. Uh, I do not know yet. Is, okay. I believe it is Ben Franklin's side. Okay. Yeah, Ben so It'll be side. in the one of the two concession areas, uh, basically. Yes. Exactly. Uh, uh-huh. Because uh-huh. uh, when you go into that venue, on either side, there's a Ben Franklin closer to the Ben Franklin Bridge, a Walt Whitman entrance closer, obviously, to the Walt. And uh, both of those lead into these large open areas before you go into the pavilion that where there are concessions and open a lot of open space and that sort of thing. So right. that would probably that's we usually have a broadcast booth on the Ben Franklin side. So that's probably somewhere along that zone that we would that you would have that stage. I, I that's why I think it's going to be on the Walt Whitman side, actually, Case. I thought Bill had said that. But listen, um, we'll have the details coming soon, and by the day of that, you'll you'll definitely know where we're going to be. And we'll know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll know, know and then you'll know. Yeah. Um, shall we do the letter of the day? Yes. All right, let's do that now. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by The Letter. A as in apprentice. All right, and you got two more to go, and that is it. We are going to give away a Samsung 55-inch Class 7 Series LED 4K UHD Smart Tizen TV. Four tickets for the Penn Museum to check out one of the largest Egyptian collections in the U.S. And a hieroglyph mug cool. from the museum shop. And it's all brought to you by Marvel Studios Moon Knight. And don't miss the six-episode event, which is streaming now. And you can only find that on Disney+. Plus. So we will give that away on Friday. Uh, what's happening today, sir? Well, we've got, uh, let's see, we'll have Brewfest at Montage Mountain uh, passes to give out. We've got concert cash possibilities at noon and 2. And uh, workforce blocks will be uh, customized today for uh, 420. It is April 20th, 420 day. So we'll have some fun, uh, smokable songs, if yep. you will. And uh, then we have to spend some time doing a proper tribute to Sid Mark. Uh, who, as you mentioned, uh, I was quite devastated by the news yesterday um, of his passing. I mean, the likes of that uh, type of um, radio announcer, you know, we shall not see that type of radio announcer again. And you know exactly what I'm talking about, particularly Steve growing up in New York and having heard, you know, probably William B. Williams and some of those kinds of uh, legendary broadcasters who played you know, the Tony Bennett's and the Frank Sinatra's and that style of music, but who not only played it, but delivered it with this, with this just um, incredible taste and dignity. 
and Sid just had this amazing quality. You know, you guys do a lot of live commercials, but one of Sid's great talents was to be able to blend from a conversation right into a commercial, <laughs> and you wouldn't even know what hit you as a listener. Right. You know, yeah, Frank was in Italy when he first heard that song and wanted to record it at Reprise. You know, speaking of Italy, have you been to Mama Papisa's uh, in South Philly? The, and he'll, you know, and he, he was a Jewish gentleman, but he would take on the Italian persona, and he'd go, "The marinara is fabulous <laughs> down there." Frank would love it, you know. And, and you know, or he'd talk about a Toyota dealer or something, and he goes, "You know, Joe Johnson at Toyotas uh, in Ardmore is." I've known Joe for 45 years, and I'll tell you, when you see Joe and you walk in, he goes, Sydney, come in. I mean, a style of live reads that is not done anymore. Just to weave them in. And then also what he was doing was appoint, I mean, appointment listening. Right. Had to put it on right. for so many people. Well, a, a soundtrack. Right. And generations of fans who might not have been Sinatra fans, but it would be, uh, you know, de rigueur. You just, it was on. Yeah. Your family had it on Fridays with Frank, Saturdays and Sundays with Sinatra. The syndicated show all over the country, maybe even all over the world. I heard him in San Francisco one time driving to the Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> I'm going, this is sweet hearing Sid playing Frank in San Francisco. Um, and his his dignity and his quality and his artistry of this craft uh, is unparalleled. He's also and, an incredibly kind man. I yes. was lucky enough to meet him through you, Pierre, one time. And it was when I was working for you. He came in, he came here. You guys did a little bit together, which was adorable and funny and cool. <laughs> uh, but he asked me questions about me, and he didn't have to do any of that stuff. He, but he was kind and interested in the people <laughs> that were around him, uh, interested in anybody that loved and respected right. radio because radio meant so much to him. Right. And, and just to have that connection, especially for a guy based here in Philadelphia. We were lucky to have him for as long as we did. Indeed. You know, I remember that time where he came here because he brought um, um, a, a new recording of Sinatra at the Sands. Uh, and there's various versions that Frank recorded of the song, I've Got You Under My Skin. Jackie played one of them last night. But the best versions are the live versions with a 45-piece orchestra. Right. And there's this one at the Sands in 1966 uh, and hopefully I will be able to find it and play it for you later. But um, where Frank uh, does the song and then there's the instrumental part and it starts building and Frank just stands out of the way and says, run for cover, run and hide. <laughs> and the, and the, the star of the of the piece is not a guitar solo or a drum solo. It's horns yeah, yeah. you know th hundreds and hundreds a wall of sound of horns as this band wails into this thing and it, the audience is swept away by it and i'm playing it in in uh studio 4f and sid and his wife judy were there and i was talking to him as i'm playing he goes pierre i go yeah he goes turn it up <laughs> and shut up yeah i'm not interested in talking frank is on yeah i mean it was it was so cool i mean he's he was just a lovely gentleman and one final thing while he was in the hospital his son told me he was that way to all the nurses oh, and the you know and the doctors thank you so much for you know coming to help me with this or taking my blood pressure i mean that's the kind of guy he was yeah so. uh we just got a nice uh tweet from his uh son who was thanking us for uh 
saying a few words uh, a little while ago. So uh, it was nice that you did. I'm, thank- further, I'm glad you did. Well, further tribute later on today. So yes. we'll be looking forward to hearing that. Probably around one ish. All right. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors, President Steve Show is brought to you today by Acme Markets. Get your free flu shot or COVID nineteen booster at their pharmacy, Acme Fresh Foods, local flavors. Also brought to you by Dunkin', the official coffee of the President and Steve Show. Tomorrow is a Thursday. That means technically it's a pre-Friday. That's right, pre-Friday. And we're going to have Ki Hui Kwan on. He played short round. Yes. Yes, you remember he him. He's Temple of Doom. And also, uh, he was in Data from yes. uh, The Goonies. Yes. Awesome. And he's back acting after a long, long oh, break. cool. So it's going to be really cool that we'll talk to him And tomorrow. I saw a brief interview with him, and he's a talker, and he's got stories. He's great. And awesome. he's delighted to be yeah. back oh, in, God, in yeah, the yeah, business. Yeah. So it's going to be really cool. That's it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. Three three WMMR. Hey everybody, it's good to have you on the bat bat two bat two bat bat.